I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room Hey listeners Before we dive into this week's podcast I wanted to let you know this is an independent podcast and we're doing this podcast all on our own so we can deliver the content and get the guests that we know will help you with your creative journey. And that means we don't have the financial backing or the marketing and promotional tools that Wondery or iHeartRadio or Gimlet might assist us with. Now, we want to continue giving you game from the Hollywood trenches. So we ask that you help us out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that review button. Definitely hit that review button and download these episodes. Post links on your social media. Tell everyone you know and support our Patreon for only $1 a month. Find the link at screenwritersrr.com or patreon.com forward slash screenwriters rant room. And if you already are a subscriber, we love you. No, we really do. And we appreciate you listening. So let's get on with the show. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it 2023, y'all. Yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today, and we got a super, super, super dope show for y'all. So if you guys are grown, let's get into the show. Today, we today, I can't even speak right. Today we got my sis in the building. Hey. You know I had bars like that, did you, Corey? Look at that. What up, what up, Corey ain't got bars like that. <laughs> you got a little, oh, he might give us some. I'm a hip hop head. All right, there it is. I can drop a freestyle. He said he got some 16s on us. He got some 16s. I'll drop the beat. How about that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. When do you talk? Come all the way up if you can. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> we got my sister, Lynette. I always go blank on your last name, Tashel. Tashel, yeah. I said it right. right. Okay, good. Most people try me. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people get Hilliard wrong? I oh, can imagine. God. I can imagine. Lynette Tichelle, actor, writer, producer, herself, in the building. Hey, let's go. Let's go. I'm here with my bro. So happy to be here. New movie, An- uh, Angie's Cure, killing the game out there right now. <laughs> so super proud of you guys. And then the writer, director, producer himself. Y'all have seen him all over the place. All out there killing the game at barbecues, <laughs> doing, you know, DJing everything. He do everything, you know what I'm saying? Putting put, put in that work. Exactly. That Corey, work. Corey Grant, everybody. What's happening, man? What's up? What's up, Hillary? Thank yes, you sir. for having see? Uh, see? me up See? Hillary. Black oh, people. Oh, you ran it together. It was Black bars. People. I did it. Hilliard. Hilliard. There you go. You Hilliard, right? Hilliard. 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 Like, okay. Or Hilliard is okay, too. Hilliard. Yeah. I'm mad at There's the two eyes. Hilly. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a lot of homies used to call me Hillet, Hillet back Hillet. in the day. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was called Hill Dog before we ever heard of a Snoop before Dog. Before the Hill Dog for the oh. before Snoop Dog. Yeah, okay. yeah. I I did. Did. The show is dope, man. I've, uh, Carl Seen got me hit to mm-hmm. a while back. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know. Shout out to Carl Seaton in the building. Yeah. He listened to this show. He's heard every single episode. <laughs> oh, he, literally. He, he's, de- he's definitely an advocate. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he should get some. Uh, <laughs> y'all here selling this show because he got me hip a, a while back. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I got some game for you. You need to listen to this show. <laughs> uh, like, what is this? Yeah, I man, you got to listen to it. Listen to right. it. And I think I would. One day I just threw it on in the car. Mm-hmm. I said, huh. <laughs> wow. Oh, they, oh, they black folks talking. Yeah, black folks, they keep it real. And they're really yeah. talking. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's, it's dope mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, man. I um, always said good things about you. I didn't know y'all even knew each other until I think you heard me listening to it. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. That's yeah. my yeah. girl. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I said, this is yeah. the rant room. Yeah. <laughs> it's dope. Yeah, 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 I'll never forget. Um, we were talking offline about um, this uh, pre- pilot presentation. Why am I going blank on what it's called? Uh, what was that called? We did providers. The, the providers. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. See, I do too many of them. That's <laughs> a Just like y'all do. Working we got, busy, but yeah, busy. Yeah, thirty something projects mm-hmm. in. I'm like, I don't remember which one. But what happened was, so I was, we were in the middle of casting this project, and I told Denise Harkavy, I was like, I got the perfect girl. We don't even no. need to look at nobody. <laughs> she came in. Fucking stole the show. You should have seen Denise when she walked up the door. She was jumping up and down. Oh. Like, I was like, I told you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 Lynette is, a, I call her cheat code. Mm-hmm. Cheat code. Mm. And Why is that? What'd you say? Well, one thing is she's a phenomenal actress. Right. I mean, from comedy to drama, like that high mm-hmm. level. And, and she could play a bitch and an innocent and, girl. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. You never realistically, yeah. which is hard yeah. in real life too. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, right. You never see her cover. Like, no, she. Yeah. Right. She, but uh, as shots fired. Like, but if you're a director and you have her on set, she's your cheat code. You gonna make your day. She gonna give you a bunch of different choices. Nice. She takes direction well, and at the drop of a dime. Mm. So that's how our relationship started mm-hmm. by me meeting her. In the cast room as as my reader. Yeah, my oh, that director. was that was a lot of fun. I, that was through Phaedra. That was Phaedra. when oh, Phaedra, yeah. Phaedra Harris. Yeah. I was when I first came. I was doing. Uh, I I met Phaedra because I was the only actress on the set that she didn't know. She wondered how I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "How'd you get here?" So we, I mean, we 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 kept it very loose, very cool. And Phaedra was was a great mentor for me when I first got out here. And she said, "All right, you need to come. You need to help me run my class. You need to, you know, get in where you fit in." Mm-hmm. And then she brought me on as a reader. That's good. And I was reading with everybody and having so much fun because I was like, "Oh, I get to play all these roles mm-hmm. every single day in a in a session." And then one of those sessions, we were reading for <coughs> a project that Corey was uh, about to direct. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think that project ended up getting pushed, but that was the first of many sessions. I don't remember which movie it was. I know y'all did 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the funny thing was, I mean, you know, when you're in those sessions and you're watching mm-hmm. people coming in to, to, mm-hmm. to read, and she's reading every single role with whoever's coming in. And, I and found, just got the side. Just got the side. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I find myself starting to watch her. <laughs> like my head, I just started paying it, and I had to catch exactly. myself. And that's how, oh, she's dope. And then that's how we end up getting cool. And then I casted her in another project. <clears throat> Sidebar. Um, Sidebar. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch this. And I'm sure you guys do too. When actors ask me what they could do, it's hard now because we're talking about before the Rona. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're coming. We're coming out of it a little bit, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things I used to encourage actors to do the most. I'm like, if you can get yourself working with a casting director mm-hmm. or whatever, teacher, somebody where you could be in a room where you could be reading, you will learn so much about auditioning. 
You know, because you don't want to upstage them, but you don't want to give a flat reading either. So it's a hard Yep, it's that line. Yes. It's that line Mm -hmm. so that the actors, especially the actors that are seasoned, Mm -hmm. and they're going to, they don't want you to, you know, come in and flub your lines or not give them the start that they need. But they also, it's their scene, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it is, it's a, it's a line that you have to walk, but I think it helps dispel so many myths when you come in that way, because if I had come in before that, before I was a reader, you know, going into rooms, you wonder, oh, I could have, oh, I should have, mm-hmm. what do they think? Or I killed it. Right. I, man, I, I murdered it. <laughs> and then you don't hear anything. Right. I think the first time I came in for something for, was it for you? I'm trying to remember because I know there was a full circle moment, but I remember that when you reached back out to me mm-hmm. for yeah, the that providers. Yeah, that does There was something when else. You, it was something else that I, I, I came into the room for, and it was something you had going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt so good about this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything. And then that's why that moment was so special those couple years later right. when you said, I got the girl, and I came in. And I tell this story sometimes okay. because it's one of those <clears> moments <throat> where you realize that you got to book the room, you got to do the work, and you got to let it go. And just because... Sometimes you can't forget about it for a little mm-hmm. bit. It doesn't mean that the people didn't like you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't be like there's so many promises that might have been made. My bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black folks, look. Black folk. But yeah, there's so many times people promise, you know, roles to somebody else or there's something else that's going on or you look too much like the lead. Mm-hmm. And so when you find out that somebody's championing you, you realize that you did everything mm-hmm. you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in the room. So it's. There's- and you, you know this too, Benny. I probably sat in a couple hundred casting sessions. Man. And, and, that's, and I say that to be clear, and you guys could, uh, uh, you, you understand this. The reason I say that, several reasons. You have an audition, you have 30 roles in a project. That alone, the callbacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the test, everything you do, it's, it's, it's dozens and dozens and dozens. Imagine that over 30-something. Pro- I right, mean, right, it's just right. hundreds and hundreds. Plus, Pamela, my producing partner, I think you know Pamela Asme Andrew. You know, she's a big casting director, so I've sat with her on dozens of projects, too. So there's just so many things that I see. Where I was yeah. going to go was this. The thing that I was telling, we'll get to you in a moment, if you don't mind. The thing I always tell actors is this. Your job, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I used to be an actor, as you know. Mm-hmm. My job, the reason why I used to enjoy auditioning was I wasn't, this is going to sound weird, I wasn't always trying to get the role. Uh-huh. I was trying to go and kill it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trained theater actors, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's how my brain is. I'm just trying to go and kill yeah. it because I'm probably, you're going to give this to Lorenz State anyway. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just trying to go kill it. And sure enough, yep. two years later, like, you know, you came in for that thing. Yeah, We're just going to give you this thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Things like that started happening. I was like, oh, that they is. don't forget. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. We're just we're trying to hold you right there because you don't know the reasons why you didn't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's stupid reasons sometimes. Oh, my God. Stupid. Y'all know. And casting. then being on the side with yep. the casting directors, yep. you get to be a part of those exactly. reasons. Because oh, yeah. we've, we've been in some, some, <laughs> some rooms where if we're casting for a project and we're there with Phaedra and Corey's redirecting, I mean, there are people that we could all hands down agree. Ah. Oh, Love this person. Right. Yeah, yeah. But. But. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Let's talk about the butt for a minute. <laughs> but, hey, I got, you know, mm-hmm. we got an offer on this particular person. They said they'll, they'll come on, but yeah. you got to bring somebody else from their agency for a certain role. Yeah. Uh, that that happened on, um, we did Dysfunctional Friends. Oh, man. Uh, oh. I, I forgot who we had cast, 
But then they said, if, we, if we'll give you a, it's a you know, politics. politics. Mm-hmm. And they had us bring in uh, Stacey Keebler, mm-hmm. who I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. She like, used to be a big wrestler, white right. girl. And the role was supposed to be for a black person. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, so we, I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And so mm-hmm. I just wrote down, she thinks she's black, but she's obviously oh, she's funny. white. And that was a joke. I wrote yeah, 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 yeah. But you just never know. I tell people when you go into the cast room, you got to come in there and book the room. Mm-hmm. There's many reasons why you, but if you book the room, it's success because they're they going to call you back for something else. They remember yep. you. I said, but it's like when you go in with a backpack, and a lot of times people go in with a backpack and they, they, you know, they audition, and it's like picking up a brick and putting it in your backpack and walking right. out. Right. And the more times you go in, by the time you're done, that backpack is full. It's weighing you down, and you're thinking it's all you. You got to let that stuff go. Mm-hmm. Facts. Go in there and book the room and Facts. keep going. And, you know, as long as you know you've done the work, the homework, been prepared, you're good. I use the same analogy for filmmakers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you submit, uh, say you submit a script to Austin. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, ooh, June 3rd right. is the first whatever. Notification. Mm-hmm. You can't. You yeah. got to be like, when is that thing again? I forgot all yeah. about it. I'm too busy working on this other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as an actor. You got to go in, do your thing, and walk out and try to put it behind you and be like, when's my next audition? Mm-hmm. Or what's the next thing I need to practice for? Or whatever it is to keep that muscle going. Because if you don't, you're going to be all in your head. Yeah. And you can't put everything in one basket. Yeah, you can't sure. be like, this is the thing that's going to change my life. Oh, my gosh. If it's I never get, the thing, though. It's, it's not. never the thing it's that not. you think it is. It's the thing that you usually do like right after that thing yep. to distract you from yep. the mm-hmm. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did this Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The let, me, let me ask you really quick, Corey. Um, we've heard Lynette's um, story. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about yours a little bit, like where you're from and how you got into the game. Okay, so I was born. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Four scores. <laughs> yeah. nah, Son uh, of my friend, brother. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know it's, 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 I have a, I have a, a I don't want to say it's a unique story, but you know, I was born in Joliet, Illinois. It's like a suburb of Chicago. And, See, uh, I thought it was Joliet. Joliet, I don't. I, you know, I've been gone so long. I, th- I think it's Joliet. <laughs> You'll respond you know either way, is? right? Is that what the prison is? That's the prison. That's yeah, the because prison because it's it's a line in uh, the Blues Brothers. Blues he brother, talks about yeah. Joliet. Yeah, Joliet. 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 You know, on the map. Yeah. yeah so jo- Joliet is <clears throat> prisons, and now you got a casino and okay. a bunch of gang stuff. So you casino <laughs> to the prison. And then, and then all of, most of the white people live on the west side. Right, That's right. what I remember growing up. But you know, Hollywood and directing that was never. Uh, something attainable. It was like a dream. And I didn't even think about that when I was a kid, but right. I, I'm a Star Wars buff. Okay, I was about to say, are you a comic book oh, dude? Or what was your, okay. I have like, at home I have like about 200 collectible figures I start, okay. I buy every week. I just, right. I'm a Star Wars, I'm a nerd. Right. Um, but, you know, the environment I grew in, you wouldn't think I was a nerd. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we everybody has different sides, but. See, I say I'm a cool nerd. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that. When I saw the collectibles, I, yeah. you know, I got excited. I'm, de- I'm yeah. definitely, but don't get it twisted. I'll fuck you up, though. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Exactly. Uh, who knows what you know? you're going to watch exactly, out for? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm throwing my glasses on, put my hair back. Like, hey, hey, guys, take these beatings or whatever. But, uh, you know, I end up, uh, I end up, uh, one, I always decided I wanted to, you know, get in the film, but it wasn't attainable. But when I went to, um, to undergrad in Norfolk State, I met a guy who was in broadcast journalism. Okay. And he was running around with cameras doing these interviews. I was like, and I'm a criminal justice major because my mom is a fed. Mm. So I'm doing what she wants me to do. Right. My GPA is like 2.8. This, you should be coming around me, start filming some stuff. So I, I went around filming with him, mm. these little news segments. I was like, I want to do movies. Mm. You know, and then you think about like the the Hoodland Brothers with, with House Party because they were like from East hey, St. Lynette, Louis. Lynette, I'm being interrupting you yeah, a little bit. No, I apologize. <laughs> Uh, I was just picturing him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because I've seen some of your stuff. 
I was just picturing him shooting the news. This is my fucking shooting pictures of birds and shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, the where's the hole? It's beautiful, <laughs> but <laughs> we, we, bitch, we talking about the storm that's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> He's editing it in his head. It's a whole <laughs> film. He's it was always. The uh, I mean, it was, it was like that. My, my imagination yeah. would go. So then I told my mom once. I said, Hey, I want to change my major to uh, to communications. And she's like, Why would you do that? And she got on me and that. But I changed it, but then my GPA shot up. There we go. And so, you know, I started shooting. Because you cared about it. I cared about it. I was passionate about it. So then I started shooting little stuff around the campus, whatever, trying to make movies. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But then I decided to go to film school at Howard when I graduated. Okay. H-U. And then, right, H-U. You know. know. You know. So when I got to Howard. uh, That's the only one I know, too, like. You know, you know. (laughs) know. So we get get to Howard and um, learn from Haile Garima. Oh, Okay. And uh, uh, highly, uh, you know, big Ethiopian filmmaker, mm-hmm. very, very particular and very, very hard. And he was hard on me when we got to Howard. And I was there with uh, Bradford Young. Brad, okay. you know, Brad was a good friend. You know, Brad was nominated for Oscars mm-hmm. uh, for <laughs> Star Wars. Right. Which, of course, when he was he was a DP for Star Wars, I was trying to call him up. Yo, what's going on? I'm trying to get some. <laughs> so, you know, we took a call. You know, he knew I was Star Wars. But anyway, shout out to Brad. I've talked to you a long time, but I still want that call. But um, <laughs> but why call nobody? Yeah, right. <laughs> so so we get there. So we're there. You know, we we had, you know you have your assignments in film school. So mm-hmm. every school assignment, we made it a big production. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, we would have casting calls for, like, little short films we were doing. It'd be, like, 300 people we have in the school, mm-hmm. uh, school of communications coming in to try to get down with us because we were always shooting stuff. Right. So at the, at the end of each semester, they have an end-of-semester screening where everybody showed their films from that, that semester. Okay. And so we always make some great stuff, in our opinion. So people would come and pack the screening for our stuff. And then as soon as ours would be over, they would leave. <laughs> and the films would be flat. Our people. Right. So they would get they got mad. So after a while they start putting us at the end. Okay. And that's when I said, Well, we're on to something. We're on to something. Let's keep mm-hmm. making it. So I decided, hey, we're gonna make a feature film while we're still at Howard. Mm. So I did what any unresponsible black student would do. <laughs> just gorilla I, all over the place. Like, like, <laughs> gorilla took a step further. I used my, my refund money and my pill grant money. Damn. And that's how I financed my first feature for like I don't know, ten eight thousand wow. dollars. I appreciate that though. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then I sold it. I think I got like sixty three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where my ten percent? <laughs> right, right, right. Where my pimp fees at? <laughs> so my that's, pimp fees. And that's what shot shot me out here. I didn't I mean we didn't I wouldn't I didn't make it. It was an okay movie. You couldn't pay me to watch it now, but sure. it got distribution and it got me out here. And I said, I made it. And then I was like That's the worst. When you uh-uh. when, you, when you really say that and when you come out here, hello. So just to make a long and short, that's when I realized, hey, I gotta because they make you write. I had to learn how to write in mm-hmm. film school. They make you write. Then I realized, then I, realized I love writing. Mm-hmm. And then writing gave me power to be the genesis of something to create. Yeah. And when I got out here and thought I had made it because I sold a little film back when I was in D.C., <laughs> I got the rude awakening about how Hollywood and how it works. And then uh, that's when I had to go back and start to regroup. And, and that's how I ended up getting here. And then the journey went on from there. Right. That's dope. That's dope. Hell grant money. <clears throat> Man. I don't that's like the that. best irresponsible decision you ever made. I mean, <laughs> other than that, I'll be buying Timberlands. You know, you get your little you refund wait check. Out, wait out. My refund you check. Oh. Nah, that's, that's what we how do. you know he East Coast. There ain't no brothers on the East and the West talking about buying no Timberlands. Timberlands, right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know right. Why? I was uh-huh. too hot, bitch. It's too hot. Yeah. They don't have that out here or phone posits. Those are the two things I know. What is it? A phone phone posits. Big shoe shoe on the East Coast. Nikes. You don't. You won't see them here. I ain't never heard of. Won't see them. See, interesting. (laughs) They don't wear my hair. Cheap sneakerheads. Okay, watch this. I am too, but I'm I'm a different type of sneakerhead. Mm -hmm. I'm the one. 
I buy the European mm. sneakers, like mm-hmm, the, you know, mm-hmm. I buy the Very European nice, sneakers, and I turn them. Like for instance, I take the laces out and put the lace, the lace, mm. the laceless ones in, I was, and I yeah, change I the colors to How make it different. Yeah, I make them. Do the lace swap. Yeah. Oh, I peeked you when you came in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I peeked you yeah. when you came in. But so, but so, where I was going with this? This is where I was going. This is why I always have this conversation because one of my my bread and butter is fixing scripts, mm-hmm. right? That's been my thing, whether it was helping Denise with hers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, every project I've ever worked on, I went, okay, let's do this, this, and this. Now we got a story. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. So piggybacking off of what you're talking about, where I was going was a lot of times everybody assumes because you are black huh. and you like, let's say, hip-hop, you could write, you could come in and fix the story on hip hop on the East. Mm-hmm. But see, I ain't never heard of that shit. You're right. missing nuance. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't always. Even though we listen to it yeah. and all mm-hmm. that, it's not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't realize what's happening on the streets. Mm-hmm. The way the kids talk. The mm-hmm. way they move. The way they whatever. Mm-hmm. The way they shuffle between. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like all that little nuance stuff is stuff that's usually missing. Mm-hmm. So, Max. where I'm going with it is this. That's why you have to be careful about your agents like, oh, they're looking for a black person who does hip hop. Right. You're like, what part of the country, bitch? Because right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm familiar with Eric yeah. B, but I wasn't there. Right. right, right, right. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I mean? Anyway. Right. That's, it's funny you say that because even like being a hip hop head and being old enough to remember the golden age a little yeah. bit. Like uh, so we we have a biopic. He only nineteen, yeah, with a little yeah. young self. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, we we had a biopic on um Cool Mo D. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that all came from just meeting him. We met him on the Tom Joyner cruise. We were doing a presentation uh, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were doing a screening there. A screening there, and just sat down with him, and he tells these vivid stories. Mm. I'm not surprised because all his screen, all his rap, exactly. they were totally just like yeah. Slick Rick mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. all those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine a movie where you see from the uh, 1970s mm. all the way up until the early 2000s like Forrest Gump walking through hip hop yes. and all I these big it. things happen to him I this is his it. life and he knows how to paint these pictures and yeah. put you right there mm. so we just from start his from his point of view uh-huh. so we start you know recording mm-hmm. and then Nanette and I came and said you know we're gonna knock out this biopic on him nice. yeah. and I think the first draft I've never made a script that long oh the first draft was like 180 pages that's okay. That's a much stuff. Then we had you to just kind of pare it out. Yeah, you had just to had get to get it, it out. It got, yeah. We got it all out. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. just, but to see Jeez. the behind the scenes from that Sounds like a little limited series or some shit. Well, we, we, we actually, it's so funny you well. said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a curve. That's, that's nothing we thought uh-huh. about, uh, you know, adapting it to. Because it, it features Will Smith. Yeah. It features LL Cool J, Quincy Jones, Slick Rick. Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Just all these different things. Even the hip hop, the Grammy boycott. Like a lot of great stuff, but it's just a good story. And it wasn't so much that it was about him because it was but about that whole era mm-hmm. and unless you sat with somebody that lived and knows it mm-hmm. and then you have some type of a reverence for it and know a little bit mm-hmm. the script wouldn't come out the way the that way it that it did it would be oh, like yeah. you said oh you know hip-hop you write this story exactly. it would be the wikipedia version with, right. without somebody to guide you through what it felt like and then even starting with his personal story to get you into the whole world. And the best part is how many people are non-hip-hop related. Mm-hmm. You don't have to love hip-hop to love no, the story. The story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the people that touched him and affected him the most weren't even hip-hop. You know, so I it's just... It. I believe it. I have a my very first script that I wrote, because um, one of the things I'm paid to do a lot is fix biopics, mm-hmm, for example. Mm-hmm. 
the most, especially ones with music in them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, and so, and that Sylvester script I was telling you about mm-hmm. is one of the things that's gotten me a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm talking about is this. So, the very first script I wrote was, and anybody knows about me, I grew up in the mod, punk rock, skinhead mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. the Rude Boys. And so, my first script I wrote was about the origins of how skinheads became skinheads <laughs> back in the 60s. And it's a Forrest Gump story They're like, where you this? take... Hmm? <laughs> I said that people looking at it like, who wrote this? That, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and an American dude wrote it. Right, it took right. place in England. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, uh, in the story, it's from the point of view of this one guy, but it's from his girlfriend telling the story back mm. on him. And who he was, he became like the Wolfman Jack of England. Oh wow! Right, real guy. Okay. But the B story is how he became the Godfather of skinheads, uh-huh. and it's an origin story of everywhere he goes, he's in the right place at the right, right time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, so like when you first meet them early on, it's like he's like the leader of kind of like this gang of like mods, and they ride scooters and uh-huh. listen to the Who and all that shit, uh-huh. and they go to see the Who very early on before uh-huh. before the band really starts to learn who they mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. and they're playing my generation generation and like pete is up there mm, on the stage Townsend, before yeah. he starts doing his windmill uh-huh. all, but all this happens in one scene my nice. guy is on the dance floor dancing crazy doing this mm-hmm. thing and pete's like what the fuck <laughs> and he starts copying him <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean uh keith moon starts mm-hmm. fucking up the drums trying mm-hmm. to get in so we see how they became uh-huh. what they be because of my guy right 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 but that script did a lot it never got produced but it got me a lot of jobs you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i'm always trying to find that point of view that's why i like where you guys are going with that is you taking that point of view and I can take that ride with them. It's mm-hmm. still his yeah. story, but you see all these yeah. events mm-hmm. that happen in history around this character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he just it's kind of relevant to, to the industry. So Mo told us this story. Um, this is after he kind of Lost. <coughs> he called him Mo like that's whatever. his cousin. Look at him. He calls every birthday. He calls he, every, he, he, if he, he knows you, call you every, every, he knows everybody he knows birthday and calls him every yeah, birthday. I like no that. matter like what. Ingrained. It's that's crazy. Good. But he told his story about him and Maddie Rich. Okay. So Mo is cr- his hip Shout career. out to Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. What's <laughs> up, man? So he told his story <laughs> about how the uh, his his career kind of yeah got some tax trouble. But I'm just go ahead. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to make his comeback, and he's an eloquent speaker. Oh yeah, and philosopher. He just knows a lot of stuff. So they offered. This is back when uh, Arsenio was kind of on the house. They were bringing in Magic Johnson for these talk shows. So they offered him a talk show. What? Uh, it was Universal. Universal. They wanted offered him a talk show. Wow. And Maddie had got the deal set up for mm-hmm. to produce it. It's about to be his big comeback. Right. Mo needed the money, and, and, and uh, this is another lane for Maddie to get in. So mm-hmm. they're all banking on this this particular uh, this talk show. Hmm. And so they they give him an advance. So they come. They set him up. So he's, you know, he's talking to the executives, and Mo is very militant. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he he's not a racist, but he's very yeah, militant. Yeah. He called white people out in a minute. <laughs> so they were asking him. They were like, "Oh, so this is how the format of the show is going to go? We like what you're doing, but we need to have our monologue open the monologue." Mm-hmm. And Mo's like, he says, like. I don't do monologues. I think it's corny. corny. Everybody does monologues. I'm not I, doing a monologue. I they said, totally well, no. Said yeah, I don't do it. It's money. Yeah. Everybody does a monologue. Yeah. It's formulaic. I don't like it. It's not original. I want to do it this way. No, right. we need to do a monologue. Well, no. He said, well, they said, okay, look, you don't have to do a monologue. Don't worry about it. <laughs> cool. So they get ready. They're shooting a the pilot. Mm-hmm. And they've been prepping all those different things. And then the executives are coming. They're going to watch them film the, the pilot yes. episode. All the big wheels from the studio mm-hmm. there. And so before they're about to go on, they come on. The earlier that day and he said okay this is how we're gonna do this is the format and then here's your monologue they did not uh-huh. yeah and he's like 
I told you I don't I'm not doing the monologue. We, we discussed this. Right. And basically they said no, you're gonna do the monologue if you want to do this type of situation. And I mind you, he's militant. Mm-hmm. He said, "Okay." He goes out in front of the studio audience with all the executives in the front, <laughs> and goes up and he's talking. <clears throat> and so he he proceeds to get into the monologue, mm. and the monologue is about how stupid doing a monologue it for is. a TV show <laughs> is. And and he totally wins it. So man, so man, like, what are you doing? And then all the, but this is the thing. He said he can. He said at that moment he looked out and uh-huh. he saw a couple of the executives, uh-huh. and they gave him this look, and he knew it was over. No. The crowd was eating yeah. it up. So they so went yeah. back to the afterwards. They went back to he had, his, he had an office with his name on it. Uh-huh. He came mm-hmm. back and Maggie was there. They're all upset like, oh. So they get the car <laughs> saying they're not going ahead with the show. So they're all upset. Matt Maggie is upset, and they came by while he was there and took his name off of his office. Why? And that's how they lost Damn. that deal. True story. And I ran about him. Great cinematic <laughs> moment. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but I, I ran to Maddie at the DGA and I asked him. <laughs> he said, like, "Oh, he told you that." And, and uh, so I got followed up. But it's a true story. Day. But that's it, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." That's funny. Yeah. But he's—it's countless stories. Like, so that's why 180 pages for the first draft, figuring out which ones make yeah, it, which it one, just yeah. putting the whole thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely been. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely been a fun journey because of how much he remembers. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that remembers like that. You know, at my age, and they paint. <laughs> yeah. Especially, it's really good when they can paint the pictures for yeah. you. It you know what I mean? They give it. you that. I always use the word nuance, but give you mm-hmm. that nuance and the texture, and they like, and yeah. they were standing over there, and they said such uh-huh. and such, and blah blah blah, and they threw the thing, and uh-huh. I was like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can be, yeah. <clears throat> you can put yourself to fly on the wall and really visualize. And so the key is, how do you capture what was said, what was done, right? And add to it, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because you can't be like. And then he said, and then she said, and then she said, or be so gotta, married, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta, you gotta be able to find the to, through and enhance. I think, yeah. and I wonder if you could relate to this writing some biopics yourself. I think one of the things I love about doing things in the past, for the most part, is number one, there's no cell phones, uh-huh. mm-hmm. so you can't just pick up the phone and call the cops. Now you got to figure out, you got to be active, gonna, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. For me, at least. The other thing is this. There's something to knowing when you look at, let's just say, the Wikipedia or the, the you speak to a researcher who knows all about right, said right. person. They're like, well, we know that they got to this place and that place. Right. But there's like 17 years that go by between this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. great. That allows me to get in the headspace of how mm-hmm. they got there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I get to add my own dimensions to mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know, those are the ones I'm yeah. much more, I have a lot more mm-hmm. interest in mm-hmm. doing whatever yeah. people yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. One of them like, yeah. ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> I'm always interested when people tell their story, what they find out about themselves by the time they finish ah. telling their story. Because mm-hmm. it's certain times that they'll repeat things, and I think that they're learning, hmm, that's a pattern. Well, you know, <laughs> you know? I, I mean, I, I'll, give you, I'll add on to that. Even when we were interviewing Modi, mm-hmm. everybody knows Kumo Modi by these sunglasses. Yes, uh-huh. I was, as soon as you said yep. I was picturing him with his glasses. All yeah. the time. Because there's a lot of, he had a lot of insecurities growing up. Okay. And not that he was a good-looking guy or whatever, mm-hmm. but he always hid behind these sunglasses, persona. Right. And, and that's how he is now. But... Over there, we got got close to him, started talking to him during the interviews, kind of like how we're sitting down now. Mm-hmm. He finally took his glasses off. Really? That, now you know you got in. Mm-hmm. Then we got in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was a that was a, a key moment that we looked at, and that 
heart went into the script uh-huh. as to what his insecurities was and and that symbi- symbolic Just situation the, yeah. behind his sunglasses how he yeah. is. But you're because it's vulnerable right. to, yeah. to be able to let people see you after you've had to protect yourself from people for mm-hmm. so long. One, one of my biggest disappointments of projects that I was working on before the person died that for, there's a lot of like red tape with the rights now to sure. it. I was working with Shabadoo. Oh, <laughs> we were gonna, we were gonna, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. gonna do the. He wrote a book called The King of Crenshaw, where he tells his whole story. Wow. It is fucking amazing. Oh my too. gosh! And we would be sitting in here, me, him, and Pamela, just talking about story, going down to the cafe, eating, mm-hmm. like really trying to figure out where the story is, how we're gonna make mm-hmm. it work. Because the book is there, but yeah. I'm always like, yeah, what's the through line? Right, yeah, right you know right. what I mean. And how does it tie into today, uh-huh. as opposed to just here's the story that's straight out of the book. Right, so I'm right. always trying to give it something new, something old that feels new, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we were literally in the process and then boom. It's so funny you say that. I know. Because right in the middle of pandemic, uh, we met a, a Boogaloo Shrimp. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and we were, talk, we were talking to him. I met him through somebody and we were talking to him and he was telling his story. His, I think it was his manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were talking to him. Because um, he has a documentary too. Yeah, that doc, we saw the documentary. He told us to watch the doc because we were right. talking about thinking about writing a for him. Uh, uh, a biopic for mm-hmm. him and we got to talking and he was just talking about you know his relationship with uh with Shabadoo yeah. and how they fell out but then they kind of were getting it back together Adolfo, Adolfo <laughs> right and then you know him passing around that same time that is it so was cool. they were yeah. just coming back together just, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just yeah. at the reconciliation <clears throat> point where right. And I ain't no shopper. I've seen stuff on some of his story, his back, going back like to the 70s. Right there where you at. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hip to it. I had to take a deep dive because that's before me. Oh, yeah, I took right. a deep Little dive. Yourself. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to claim that. Still got a thumb in the mouth. Just <laughs> yeah. my pants are fine. But I took a deep, and I couldn't believe it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't believe that this hadn't already oh. been done. <sighs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think yeah. of when I think of uh-huh. I think I was uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Turbo, turbo, that turbo, was turbo. In the in the way in the dance, the famous the broom. That's uh, one. The, That's yeah, the one the famous, the fam- That's Oh the one. my yeah. god. Yes. yes. I was geeking. It was boom, it was new to me. Craftwork. 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 But that was the shit. So I you I heard you say something that kinda stuck out. You were saying rude boy. Yeah. And she might. right, <laughs> and what that took me back to because I'm a big Prince fan. Okay. I would see this little rude boy button, and then the fact that he was doing some punk type music. Uh-huh. And I, I finally got the correlation now. Yeah. Thank you, Hilly. Oh, you yeah. just did that sidebar. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. you just connected sidebar. that dot. Right, All right, back back to the regular oh, yeah. but I peeped that. I was kind now, of I'm dope. still I'm still the same guy. I still yeah. you see me. I ride my scooters. Yep. I still mm-hmm. I'm still that guy. I still go see Fishbone and then touch mm-hmm. and you know Fishbone, all that yeah, stuff. Still yeah. those are my dudes. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Still Who that. does the rap? At In the, which one? At the beginning of your show. Oh, so shout out to Jack Spade. Shout out Jack, Jack Spade. Spade. Shout out. He's yeah. in Atlanta. Okay. He's a hip hop artist and yeah. a producer. He's a filmmaker like you guys. Oh, are okay, too. okay. And so when I was God, seven, six, seven years ago, he was he's a fan of the show. Okay. <clears throat> and we were, he was in my DMs and we were talking about something and I looked on this thing and I went, hip hop artist or something. Huh. I went Yo, dude, one day maybe I'll bring you in to mm-hmm. do a theme uh-huh. song for us. And he went, bet. And he says, yo, well, I'll, I'll put something together for you. And I was like, okay, well, only thing I need you to say is, you know, I need you to say something like this. And, <laughs> you know, and we keep it real. Look at you, right? I just threw, like, a, uh, I just threw a couple uh-huh. little, you know, bullet points out. 
And in two days, nice. he sent that to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dope. Because I was like, that's not the, that's not what it used to be. Oh, I have several different. He's given me like two or three different versions. Oh, I gotta keep following. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then my friend, um, why am I going blank his name? Because he his face. He's another big. Used to be in like one of the big R and B groups. Uh, uh, it'll hit me in a minute. Okay. Um, but he did another one for me that I play from time to time too. Ooh, I just an R and B version. Oh yeah, it's dope. I, I like them. I like them both. People like that one the most that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's on right now. But sometimes I go back and forth between. God, I can see his face. I love it. No, I, I love it. I love a good <laughs> intro. I know we we obsess over intros. Even when, when we were doing our show that we're gonna mm-hmm. end up moving soon. This uh, this show uh, called Pump. Okay. It was all about the intro, like the show. <laughs> the show is oh, the one with Moisha's brother, right? Is that that one? Yeah, right. brother, no. Sorry, yeah, I just can't Ray, remember. Shout out to Ray J. Yeah. Ray J. Yeah, Ray J. So, Ray but, but yeah, it was. It, it's so funny because for me, it's just like the hook. It's any any yeah. hook is going to be in those first couple seconds that you see it, and right. then you sit up or you laugh or you connect in a right. way. You say, "What is this about?" Because I remember how how. Uh, specific we were about we want to be superheroes Ooh. we want now we're, there's no superheroes on the show you know we're <laughs> superheroes in, in in our mind sure right. you know the staff members are superheroes but it was such a clear vision of the spectacular like i wanted okay. to open like uh, well what, she, what she's not saying so it shows about a bunch of dysfunctional friends oh, that work in a fitness gym yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so but lynette has this obsession about doing stunts i love stunts she's obsessed can, with stunts if i can jump off i of see it. she be beat people up yeah yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah she loves it so i was like okay so i was like hey you know i'm gonna get you i'm gonna do something i'm gonna get you we're gonna do some wire work all we knew like was superhero so put them up on the wire work on the green screen and make this big superhero signal flying through yeah. the air and exploding and stuff and that's how it came that was that was her but no no it expanded because we were like well, we have to make a correlate so, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so we gotta tie it in. We yeah, gotta right. tie it in, yeah. and so we it ended up highlighting each of the the characters' most prominent personality <clears throat> traits. Okay, you know, and so we fly in, and of course there's this explosion, and then it's all this, and then you, we're opening up, and we're in the gym, you know, in the gym oh, in Inglewood. Okay. But it was the spectacular is what so many people were drawn to when we first saw it, and then okay. you you know then you buy into oh I get it, They're, this is not a superhero yeah. show. No, but that's smart. It's like it's like what they call it, um, diverting expectations, some shit. You know what I mean? Subverting. We don't have. We not. I I didn't go to college, Mm. so (laughs) (laughs) which is funny. When I did my speech the other day, I opened up. I was like, I I I don't know why they asked me to do this because I didn't I didn't go to college. I didn't graduate from high school. (laughs) I'm one of them dudes who made it out of the real world knowledge, Uh experience knowledge. Nothing beats that. Nothing. Nothing. Every time. But but even. Even um, the one thing that we thought made our sh- that show particular show unique was that it's a gym in a in an introverted uh, Inglewood, gentrified, gentrified Inglewood. So fish out of water kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Now you got all these white people coming into this black gym, they moving mm-hmm. in and stuff. But just I think that what we did was since we're talking about that show, um, you know, we came. I came up during a time where there was no entry in coming into television. Right. right? And want to direct TV and write TV. There was there was no way. So, and I always been a person to go out and just I make it myself. I do it myself. I learn. I make it. I make it good, and I'll keep going. Mm -hmm. And and that's how you come up. So Mm -hmm. you learn a lot. And and then when we got the opportunity to to move and and do television Mm -hmm. or want to go that way, Mm -hmm. we got the opportunity to make our own show. Yeah. So it's almost like doing indie. Right. We can make our own show. We treated it that way. Ran yeah. our, got yeah. our rise room, put it together, and we, and we shot like six episodes of this yeah. particular show. Mm-hmm. And what it taught us is that, and just in general, that 
all these things that you learn when you're on the outside looking in prepares you for when you get Thanks. in. And then you realize that you know more than most of the people who are telling or, you bro. up top of the story. Well, because you know I've been in writing rooms going, why am I not running the show? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah. yeah. Facts, totally facts. I think yeah. when you come to from an indie space, because you started with indie features and things like that, you when you're writing and you're producing in that space, there's always going to be so much that's, that, that is impossible. Like you can't do this, you yeah. don't have the money, you don't have the resources, you don't, you don't, you yeah. don't, you can't, you can't. And so your entire <clears throat> way of being and your way of thinking is writing yourself out of situations right. or writing for the situation you know you have and finding the best way to showcase it. And I think that that's why it was mind-blowing when we realized we recently did a, a project for the studio mm -hmm. and we were thinking that <laughs> we were thinking that that project in particular was going to be something uh more difficult or right. more you know a, a different level of understanding that we would come to and we realized oh my god same or easier sometimes you know well, because you're like it's now you're dealing with a little bit more to work with versus when you yeah. had to have you had to rely on your creativity you have to rely on your pen yep. and you're relying on the relationships and, and locations and people mm -hmm. that you built with versus when you have a lot of people Resources. that are now yep. checks on this list. You don't even know what this guy's yep. getting paid for, what this person's. I always say this, Lynette. <laughs> I've said this many times. There's only three different things between doing indie and doing studio and network. Number one, there's more money. Mm -hmm. Number two, there's more people. Facts. Number three, the turnaround is faster. That's facts. That's it. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an example. It's not more solutions. You're on a regular TV show. <laughs> you get to the set. Damn it, it's 300 people there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. 150, whatever the fuck show. Right. Mm -hmm. People. Mm -hmm. You have a budget. There are $4 million an episode, let's just say. Mm -hmm. The turnaround is, well, the director, and you know there's being a director, you got to turn in that fucking draft within the next week or so. Mm -hmm. You <laughs> yeah. might have two weeks depending mm -hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. So where, so whose turnaround's faster? Right? Oh, they're, they're, this is going to be faster. Mm -hmm. Now, you go to the indie world. Here's what happens. You might have $200,000, let's just say, to shoot said project. Mm -hmm. The resources are what they are. Mm -hmm. Actors are all working for scale, mm -hmm. ultra low budget, whatever Love. the fuck. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> your, your, your girl is hooking up this, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But you're trying to make it feel and look as expensive as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I think you guys did with Angie's Cure. We'll get to that in a moment. Thank you. Um, and, and so then you shoot the thing mm -hmm. with all your resources. My homeboy let me use the car. Mm -hmm. This blah, blah, blah. Like I was looking at that with your movie going, oh, whose car was that? Like mm -hmm. oh, who's, you know what I mean? Whatever. Mm -hmm. You just can't help we it. We watch like, movies differently. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking as a producer, like, ooh, how did they get, oh, I like how they got the, the, um, the beauty salon, mm -hmm. but I'm wondering, are they really at the salon? Is that downstairs or did they shoot somewhere? Like, that's where I'm uh -huh, going. Uh -huh. But I'm like, but it feels like they're there. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's the location. That's the people. So the turnaround is this. You might have your 200. I'm just giving it a number, mm -hmm. by the way. You have your 200 grand. You shoot the film. You have your editor. Well, the editor is your boy who's hella dope, who also shoots such and such a show mm -hmm. and is doing you a favor. Mm -hmm. So that means his turnaround ain't going to be in a week. It's going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to get to this like, I think I could do it in like a month or two, mm -hmm. whatever. And then that month goes by and like, damn, dude, they mm -hmm. asked me to do such and such and you're waiting and you're waiting and you wait. Six mm -hmm. months goes by. Mm -hmm. 
You ain't even got to locking the film, doing the sound, mm-hmm. doing the, you know what I mean? Now you got to wait for them to do that part. Right, right. So mm-hmm. next thing you know, let's just say eight months, a mm-hmm. year goes by, Absolutely. for the most part, for you to make this project. So the turnaround is different. Mm-hmm. But all that other stuff is the same. Yeah. yeah. It's all I, the same. I was looking at like the, the salaries, of course. Yeah, all that. I but, mean, But the funny thing is, like the one thing that we've been able to do is because I'm an editor, all our posts we keep in house. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and then I our, saw that. I read yeah. It. And yeah. then our our post sound designer he and we worked with him for like twelve years, okay. ten years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So our team is pretty much the same. So we're able to do a lot of things and and, and move in a lot of money in other places. Um, but we just did a project. I'm not gonna say what the studio is. Mm-hmm. We did one right after Angie's Cure. Okay. And. We're thinking, hey, we're gonna be in, in bed with this particular studio, a little mini, a little mini studio right. before. But realize hey, it's a bigger budget than y'all was doing before. <laughs> so. Please, please, <laughs> please. We did that, get that, that was the goal. But that was the goal. That but the, the first goal. thing yeah. they did was they they knew our track. We've been making movies for a minute yeah. right. and sell them. We've had stuff on Stars, Netflix, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We've been able to understand the business to be able to survive and, and do okay for, for sure. ourselves. But. You know, now, you know, I'm coming out to DJ, they're moving me into TV directing. You need to show that you can do something within the studio system. Okay, uh-huh. we're going to do this project for you guys. Yeah. And they, they, they approached uh, Lynette. And, and so we, we're on the Zoom, and they offer us this, this deal, mm-hmm. three movies. And they said, aren't you guys excited? Oh, boy. Because we weren't jumping up and down. <laughs> oh, boy. You're taking me back to that we moment. Were, we were exactly we smiling. <laughs> yeah. And mind you, we're the only, the, one of the first black production, com- all black yeah. production companies that oh, they've yeah. ever Right. All sorts. They can do the whole thing in house, and then you know, look at me. I have long. I got locks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I have to smile. Have my glasses on. Gla- I'm trying to be safe. <laughs> I think that's when our smiles got stuck. Yeah. So it, <laughs> so the screen froze. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so how you guys excited? Like, yeah. So we're thinking, okay, it's cool, and we're thinking we trust. You know, you know we'll we'll do some things and cut some race and do mm-hmm. some stuff to make it to get a good relationship. Right. Until the contract got signed, <laughs> and then all the bullshit started. There you go. And it was BA, bro. You know this. This bro. was new to us. We've this never worked within that. Mind. Okay. Okay. We, we realized that the people that they had trying to tell us stuff didn't know nothing. They bro. were fresh out well, of college. We kept bro. trying to save their baby. Yeah. Damn. And we kept saying, well, yeah, we could do that. Or. We mm-hmm. could save you a lot and not do that. <laughs> we can, hey, we don't need, no, we don't have to put all that money there. It's better used here. And we'll, we'll cut. That's here, the here experience we go. you have. We'll, yes. we'll cut. We don't need to do this on post. We'll, right. we'll save you here. Again, relationship building. I don't think they knew that we were really, I think they were looking for the angle. Mm. We're like, no, we really want to help you raise this baby. Right. And more importantly, do a great movie. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. Because they do trash movies. I'm going right. to be honest with you. They do trash <laughs> Oh, you're going there. I didn't say, I say, I ain't yeah, seen no names. <laughs> but I would say, you know, it's great. You know, I've yeah. seen your movies. I kind of know what the expectation is. I will, we'll be no, good. No, no, say how you said it. I saw your movies. <laughs> <laughs> that was after a while. But they would do things like, Trying to have they had a, a they had a producer who was supposed to be our executive. He came from post production. He never done oh, actual no. physical production. Trying to tell us how to allot and trying to cut our budgeting spots. He's trying to cut parking. We're union. We're putting trailers. What? He's trying to cut money in hard drive space, but we're shooting open gate, which makes what? it more. It, this is the things we're your, dealing your with. Mouth with him. <laughs> and then and then he goes with our UPM trying to cut other stuff, mm-hmm. and then it gets back to me, 
And so we're telling him, this, this is the budget we need. This is what we need. This is the bare minimum. Right. I don't know if he thought we were trying to shave or, or put, right. but we well, wouldn't. Well, that's the assumption that, that, you know, I think studios think, okay, there's going to be fluff. Mm-hmm. But we're so used to operating from a very, very lean space yep. that we're not going to give you the filler. We're just right. going to give you what it is. Right. And this is the bare bones. And I think that's part of the thing. Bare the bare necessity. <laughs> so so this, this is how it really gets. <laughs> we told this dude what the budget was supposed to be, what, what we needed from the right. very beginning. He tries to cut it down, cut it, doing all this different stuff, and, and just gets it to us. It's non-doable. So we're supposed to shoot on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I get the budget again. He tried to cut it again on Friday. Mm-hmm. On Friday. On Friday. I said, listen. While we're in the, in the middle of revision still. Revision, and we're, Mark, that, Mark. we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. You're really going to yeah, trip yeah. off of this. Yeah. Get it in. Get it in. So, he, so we get there on this, <laughs> on this Friday, and and, and uh, UPM calls. We said, listen, your man is tripping. You got to get on the call. Now, mind you, I'm not trying to be the black guy. Cause these are all mm-hmm. you know others, yep. and I'm the black guy, and yeah. I already know how they look been at there. me. Yeah, <laughs> so I had to call this guy up and say, "Listen, I've been doing this for X amount of years. This mm-hmm. amount of movies, mm-hmm. the budget we gave you is an accurate budget to shoot his in L.A. We're not in Atlanta, yep. and we're not in New Orleans. We with want us to the shoot. Unions, exactly. I said, we told TV. you this a month ago. What the budget need to be. Yep. If you can't provide that budget right now, you need to pump the brakes before we start on Monday. Mm. Smart. Just, just I'm telling yeah. you, because this is your money, right? They give us a little bit more in the budget. But they, but wait, they call wait, 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 wait. You know why? Because they always have it. They, they always have it. They always have it. They uh-huh. just trying to lowball uh-huh. you. Well, they, they, what they did is this. This is what they call it. He kept telling us we have a preset greenlit budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, how do you have a preset greenlit Without budget? Without a preset. And we didn't even have a, a locked script. And the script ain't locked. That's exactly. How do you have a budget? So then when we had to get more money, instead mm-hmm. of saying this is the budget, they called it. Oh, uh, we we are applying for breakage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we kept saying to be clear, this is not breakage. This is the budget. <laughs> so they better say we're over budget already, and they're gonna allow us to get more to go over. No. So we go, we do the whole movie. We gonna come back to something, but yeah. at the end of it, um, how long was the shoot? It was on. Uh, was it thir- a couple weeks? Thirteen? Twelve days. Was it twelve or thirteen oh, days on this? But well, get this, it was twelve days. We didn't do twelve well, days. Yeah, we were writing. But get this, they said we want you to add a thirteenth day. <laughs> That's what it was. We great. more money. Yeah. And yeah, but then we give them more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, this, this is a studio. Bro. This is a stu- this is a studio inexperienced, dude. And, I'm, and we're looking like so. Then yeah. they then we get on a big Zoom call after we turn in the cut. You know we got stuff. We got underwater stuff. Yeah. So we got stuff. We, we made it nice with our resources. We can make it bigger than what yeah, it you is. You can shoot, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. so we get on this big. They call us for the Zoom call. We think we're gonna talk about this cut we just turned in. That, that work that we worked through Christmas. That we worked through Christmas to do. Mm-hmm. Because they thought I, I was going to be editing the movie and directing at the same time. Get off of your 13, 14 <laughs> That we had a Zoom to say it That's a whole other story. <laughs> so then we get we get into this, this space and they do the Zoom and it's like all the, the executives mm-hmm. and our and our one executive in the corner. He's quiet. Mm-hmm. And they are supposed to have your back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what it was was they were having a I don't know if they call it an intervention. Damn. They're trying to figure out why all the problems were and why the movie was this particular budget. Da 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 da. The budget and, that we submitted. Yeah, because we felt like we've been bullied because you could have just told us you needed more money in the beginning. We could have gave it to you. The wow. one executive that was there that knew months in advance what our budget was supposed to be that kept trying to change the last minute didn't say a Crickets. word. Wow. So, so we're looking like, no, we we no, this is what the budget was supposed to be. We bully. We and, and they use that word. But bully. You know those trigger words. And that's a trigger word. You said it. They said they called. They said bullied. they said you bullied. Yeah. They said we. No, no. It was somebody that wasn't involved. Somebody you know higher up wasn't involved. Like we just want to make sure you know they they feel like you know they were bullied at the last minute because of yeah. the you know the but the budget. 
went and we said well that's interesting so yeah <laughs> so you know the position we're in I'm smiling to keep from being that Back guy smile. so he lucky he got y'all yeah so yeah. then what happened so then what happened was I started breaking some things down. I didn't call them out, yeah. but I started calling them, calling certain situations. You got receipts. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, we had receipts started yeah. going, but then they kept wanting the to change the subject. Yeah, okay. They kept changing the subject. No, and I, I go down the road, no, they don't, they don't talk about this. They kept, till they realized they couldn't really, mm-hmm. and it was on them. Because mm-hmm. they really, what that think was, they knew we were experienced, but they didn't know how smart we were. Yeah. So that was one thing, and then, yeah. and then you Re- could, reluctantly, one of the EPs kind of you know had to have an aside because they couldn't do it on the record, mm. and and apologize and say, hey, this oh, uh, after after the oh the, of course yeah after after it all on your DMs, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know this isn't typically the way we like to load in people. We understand that even the way that we brought you guys on, the lack of attention, the lack of hands on, they basically put us in a situation where luckily we're experienced in that space Mm -hmm. and said good luck and then the things that we did communicate once we found out weren't actually uh communicated (laughs) we're like okay so we were thinking that this was the moment like after all the work after the work through christmas after all the things we're excited we have something we're really proud of Mm -hmm. you know the actors are great the crew's great everybody's excited so we're like this is the zoom where we can now say all right Come on, let's get back together. Hallelujah. Wow. And it was an ambush wow. that we then had to course correct. And so again, it was just So now mm. they go go to the go to the money story, the scripts. This is where you would mm. jump in on. Uh oh. Wait, you talk about the first one back in the Both. That, that was the deal. Tell about the scripts. So So it sounds like y'all had a location in the first script. You had to change it. Which means <sighs> let me just say this really quick. People think this is the, all you fucking executives. Just think about it. And I'm saying it because I used to be one. Uh-huh. So think about this. You can't just change a location. No. It doesn't just work like that. You are now changing the tone of the show. Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. way people talk, walk. We were talking about this earlier, uh-huh. right? It is different. Yeah. It's not just a polish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's, a change. Did you see my, my, my yes. sign? Yes. I, my sign was it's a rewrite. Oh. Not a polish. I've oh, had that. Re- a page one rewrite. A page one rewrite is not a polish. No. And it's it's one of those things where again we we came on to the project because there was already a script. The script was pre greenlit. Everything's great. Okay. That was the idea okay. until we realized that wasn't the truth. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, the, so then what is greenlit? The idea. Okay, so you guys are married to these sort of locations so they and the a overall. Story. You've got a story. Mm-hmm. You barely got a treat. You got something. Right. So when they, we they, they didn't even have a story. I'm trying to give them a story. We got a log line. We yeah. just want to. <laughs> we got a penis. We got a title. Penis. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It's one of those things where you can't assign a budget to something. No. Like I if you're going to shoot right. in a one location. And then say, but let's try to, you basically rewrite the entire story under the guise of a polish, of course. Rewrite the entire thing, make it better, add this, add more adventure, add the underwater. I mean, so many things that were changed. Well, let me just say, but then this is still what the budget's going to be. And I think the, what they were saying is the budget, uh, the story cannot dictate the budget was that the line they used. I can't remember how they. The story, story can't. can't this take is the your story. If you want, you want this budget? Change your story. Change your story. Like, so what they did was they. It was a three picture situation. <laughs> this is this is all true. And I tell I want to turn this table over. Dude, <laughs> tell you. So they hired, they hired us for three movies. We okay. said, great, we can do it. We're doing New Orleans. We get the tax credit. Yep. Yep. Okay, we see what you kind of ideas you want to have. Okay, we'll shoot the first two movies back to back, save some money, smart, and then take a break and come back and do the third. That's what we're gonna do. 
So they commissioned us, writers good contract, to write the first script, which is about uh, uh, voodoo, voodoo. In, in New Orleans. Yeah. We had a dope story that could fit what we were trying to do. Bigger New spin budget, on it. Right. And mm-hmm. then we can funnel money between both the movies for what we need. Right. We write the script. Turn it in. Mm-hmm. We don't hear anything. <laughs> they find nothing. So they come back and say, yeah, so we're thinking we want to do the middle, the middle movie uh, first. first. Uh-huh. Wow. And we're like, well, well why? Well, it's going to take time for... Um, that script to get to to the big studio to get their to get certain things we need to have. So we're gonna move this one first. Uh-huh. Okay. D- does it work as it's by itself? Huh? Does it work as a standalone? The the part. The second not with the way the budget. Not it, with it, the money. Needed. Uh, that was the point. Yeah. yeah. The so point we was so we moved the in. first one up and they said, and we want you to do it in L.A. And so we know the budget is gonna change if we move to L.A. Right. We're not piggybacking. Yeah, sure, we know. So then, okay, we, we, let's see the script. Because right. they trying to lock us into a budget. I said, well, I can't approve a budget. We don't have a script. We get the script. Then this is one that we don't have to write. This is already right. written by somebody else. Right. Writing for us. Right. Black mm. people. But not one of us. I was thinking you know that, how that goes. when you said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see the yeah. script. We're like, huh. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And, this was her, and, then she, and then we gave some notes. <clears throat> Three drafts. Nothing changes. And we're like, and we're like weeks out to shoot. We can't even lock stuff because we don't have a lock script. Wow. So you know, they started talking. So then they said, "Well, how about we do a, um, a polish on this thing and, and try to see if we can get it?" Mm-hmm. They said, "Yeah, we love it." And said, "And because to be honest with you, this script didn't even go to the studio. It wasn't even good enough for them to even look at." So you told us this is why we had to do this one first. Oh. <laughs> and now you accidentally told us. That that was a lie. Oh, okay. So that's, now, so look, that's some shit. So check it out. So, so Haley, this is so fucking excited about this because it's crazy. <laughs> it, it was trauma then, but it's funny now. This is so much yeah. game in this. Dude, oh my god. So we, we write the script and uh, we do a little polish on it. Right. So we get notes back from the production company middleman. Right. Slash studio in the other studio that's going to be putting it out. Right. Okay. But not the big mother, but the others, the second one. They're all in the mm-hmm. same conglomerate. Right. So we see the notes. Now we got their notes, mm-hmm. but then the company that's taking it for output, we see their notes, but no contact information to even talk to right, them. Right, right, right. So this particular company love what we did, okay. and they want we need more thriller. That's we like. We like the little stuff that you added. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. Yeah. Okay. So it went from a polish all the way to a page one rewrite. Wow. Mm-hmm. But and, before it uh, was even the the quote unquote polish. As soon as we offered, okay, we'll do our polish. We jumped on a call. Oh, and in right. that call, it was, we're thinking, okay, we'll just kind of, we'll do a dialogue. We'll, we'll, make, we'll, we'll make some yeah. things at least feel more like us so that we're not touching your, your thing too much. On that call is when we realized, no, nah, y'all don't want to polish. Because the the pre-notes before we even go in for the oh, polish God. are already letting us know, oh, you want to rewrite. <laughs> so our mm-hmm. first polish essentially was... Fix what they had. Yeah, <laughs> which wasn't really, really but to fix what that was. We, you know, we're in a system. We didn't try. We don't. We don't want to step on toes. No. We don't know. Man, we turned a whole new script, new open, added characters, and so the fa- so fast forward. Now we're going into production. Y'all made it more blackity blank, didn't you? <laughs> right, right. Let me tell you something. It still had that little DNA, but more us for us. Right. So we get into we but get the us sounded like us. We go into production yeah. and we're shooting. Now, mind you. While we're doing that right now, contract they supposed to be giving us a long form contract, a yeah. rights contract. Absolutely. Yeah. And they said we're, we're marking, tracking revisions. Mm-hmm. We still didn't get a contract for that rewrite. <laughs> so we're shooting, mm-hmm. and and after we wrap shooting, we think back. We didn't even think about this group. We think back to the first one we did that, that we they already pushed. under contract. Hey, we didn't them. get paid for that. What's going on? 
Bro. So we had to get our management in the Writers Guild because they try to say like, well, shout they, out it, to the WGA. Didn't, shout we, out to we didn't actually get the green light on that script. Okay, yeah. I get it, but we you know it's a contract. We still uh-huh. do the work. Right. We had to get the guild to come in and get them to pay us. Yeah, so that's what the guild is for. Yeah. So last but not least, we get all the way to the end of the movie. We're still in post. We still haven't got our got our contract for the one that we just finished. Right. We're almost ready to deliver and still don't have a contract for the script that we wrote of this new movie they have. And, you, and, and, you we're the, and we're the bad guys for asking and reminding, hey, guys, we're getting closer to the delivery. Hey, we'd like to get this buttoned up. Hey. This is why y'all shouldn't be. Your your reps should be doing uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. So you're not mm. the bad guy. By exactly. The way. Exactly. Yeah. And another, uh, that's another thing. We're and yeah. and, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to put them on this the, or anything, uh-huh. but th- I'm just saying this is what they are for yeah. in general. So that you don't have to be the one going, hey, where's my money? What's going on? Because now you're right in between. And fortunately, we had a great attorney that was, you know, taking the the brunt of a lot of it and and pushing it forward. But there would be those. Our rep at the time dropped the ball. Okay. I'll say that. So, so, I mean, learning. Now, that was the learning experience. That was the learning experience more than any of all the other shenanigans. We've dealt with that in Indy. We've dealt with quick fixes. That was the biggest (laughs) takeaway. But but tell them what they they said about them paying us for the script. Oh, 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 well, for the first script, even though it was under contract, we found out that it was preemptive. Hmm. They hadn't get gotten the the second tier to say we actually do want to fund these three that you guys oh, are so what? so you put us under contract for something and then when they pivot and say oh we want to go in a totally different uh, direction we're not even trying to think New Orleans or any of that right. now you want me to say you understand right mm. no 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 no, 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 no. we understand you're gonna pay what you <laughs> and they got and they they pay us but tell them about the second one, what they thought about the rice. So the second one, they still wanted the the one that we ended up doing the the page one on, mm-hmm. is the one where they ended up saying, "Oh well, you guys, we we didn't ask you oh, no. to do that. You guys offered that. You guys oh, wanted no. to do that. So that's when we had to go back to the receipts and remember all these notes. Oh, from the, the receipts, the notes from them. you, the notes from this studio, the notes, and I mean everything was just hashtag arbitration, right? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <clears throat> and they finally, eventually, the guild got on them. Shout out to the guild. And our attorney. Shout out. And they paid more than what we were supposed to, than we are contracted for. I bet the, they the did. Uh-huh. But they made us the bad guy. Yeah. And it, it's back <laughs> to what you said. We shouldn't have to be in that position. And so for, for me, my struggle with that the entire time is that since I'm kind of the one that's dealing with a lot of the emails trying to do my best to make sure that everything that can go off from our attorney we're just saying this is where we stand and he's dealing with that but then there's other things that are quicker turnarounds or hey can you guys send this today phone calls things like that let me let me add this so right before right when i started seeing all the bs happen before we started to shoot (laughs) i took my producer's hat off i said lynette i'm not going to talk i'm not doing no emails i can't get focused i gotta get it was that but it was also the fact that I was gonna go off, yeah. and I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be the black guy with the locks hey. going off with the white. Because so, you know somebody was gonna press record. So, so to her credit, to Lynette's credit, she took all of that, all of that pressure, all that, and put it on her back, and and and, and producing got us through the rest of it. So. We made it, and then we and then we got to launch back into our our other uh, our our baby Angie's Cure, which okay. was great because we got to kind of finish that. Before you get to, let me mm-hmm. just say this. This, it's it's a it's a fine line, and I'm not sure who you guys' reps are now. You yeah. said that was your previous rep before, yeah. but you got to have the relationship where when you get in these situations like this, 
where you're in the contract situation and you're dealing with the rewrites and mm-hmm. the polishes and all that, mm-hmm. you got to have a relationship where you, you're you free to reach out to the execs, mm-hmm. but you're probably better just BCC in your reps. On everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that they have it too. And so at least they're not going, so what happened? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I saw that thing. Mm-hmm. So if you need to call them like later or two weeks later, be like, hey, did y'all see that thing? Mm-hmm. Just reminding y'all this is coming. I need y'all to... You, you sometimes just have to pivot yeah. a little bit about what you did before. The good thing is you learn how to deal with them. Man. So now <laughs> you know how to talk to your reps yeah. about what you need. Yeah. So sometimes mm-hmm. the shit happens in that way yeah. so that you can talk to them better. You well, know what I mean? Well, we had a, that, that, that situation yeah. after that was we like, we can't do that because right. we should have been protected. Uh, Lynette should have been protected. She didn't even got to that particular point. Because all, all we did was smile and, and, and try to make the situation work mm-hmm. and we had to get our attorney our attorney was back and forth with him but we shouldn't even got in that position to even have to ask for hey. a contract to be done or why are we delivering a full movie and there's with no contract still, on us no and way. then being made no to way. to or we didn't feel this way but the idea was you all are the bad guys for pressing this issue of what we promised and why we brought you you are the bad guys for having this conversation so get this and didn't get paid a dime yet no so nothing. I mean now, but yeah. Now we no, are. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, no, no, crazy. There's but, not enough good faith in the world. Though. They all getting paid. They, they were, look, and then, <laughs> then, 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 I don't know how many months later, I get a uh, DM for somebody. Guy, hey man, I saw that movie. It's off the hook. Da, da, I, it's, 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 I was like, what? What movie? He said that movie. And mm-hmm. he said the title of what right. the movie was. I said, it's out. He said, yeah, it comes out. It comes out. On, it comes out tomorrow. Oh, they didn't even tell they you. They didn't even tell oh. us. So now no premiere, no nothing. They didn't nothing. We can't even and tell. You, and wow. you know how how we yeah. like to move. Yes. We're, we want our people there. Yeah, you guys are great at promoting. We want oh, yeah. yes, we want to promote. And the thing is, at the end of the day, we had already said it doesn't matter. We learned what we learned dealing with that side of things. But we always want to celebrate the talent, the crew, for, the people me. that took you know the different pay things mm-hmm. that they just because they were all in it and invested right. with us. Right. And so, what was the most disappointing is you took that away. You took that away these are people some of them their first big gigs they don't care about any of that none of it and that's when it was just kind of like all right we they can't assume everybody y'all. gonna move like we, we move. that. And this is, I said this is the last time that we cut rates, uh-huh. do favors, call our favors in for advance. somebody in advance. We, yeah. We'll save you on post. We'll we, save you here. Yeah, we'll yeah. help you there. Yeah, yeah. we get this. I, we, we can just, oh yeah, we're gonna do some stunts <laughs> underwater because we know what you're doing. Sure, sure. I do it. Mm-hmm. Never doing now. Pay us. It's just what it yep. is. And. The still, I mean, here you, you know this from from being in both sides. Mm-hmm. Too, as a black man, mm-hmm. there's a a certain way you're perceived, and the fact that they said that they felt bullied, and I had never a even said, or, I, I've mm-hmm. always been, I never even talked to them directly. Smile, everything was beautiful, but they just innately said that made me feel a certain kind. Yeah, because you know what that you, made you me know feel that like is. that executive y'all was dealing with said it. I, I know we know that's what the narrative was yeah. before they got yeah, yeah. yeah. That nigga just sitting there oh, quiet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He oh, yeah. yeah, he did. Oh, he, yeah. That's guilt. And when we found out that he was in the, about to be out the door, mm-hmm. but I he threw the the black people. Of course he did. <laughs> under yeah. the bus. Of course he did. And but we had the facts to back our stuff up, and they couldn't. Because I, I was telling him, I was like, listen, and I said this. I probably shouldn't have said it. 
I said, you know, I get it. They said, well, uh, I told them I'll give them a flat rate for posts. They mm-hmm. said, well, how do we know that you're not going to get in post and then jack up the cost? I said, because I gave you my, my word. word. <laughs> I gave you my word. That's just how we do it. Yeah. I said, and I've put it in right away. I said, but I know you guys don't like to write stuff down on the yeah. email. Right. You rather th- and they said, oh, no, we, we, we're very transparent. I said, you guys don't like to write. Because I know what it is. They'll tell you some stuff, exactly. but they won't write that stuff down know, on the email. And, I, and, and one of our mentors told us, she said, always follow back up with the email. When I tell you the ways. level of the follow-up with the emails became, I just didn't want it to feel, because, you know, we're decent people. Mm-hmm. I don't like petty. Yeah. I like dealing in good faith with yeah. people, but it became apparent. This if, is business. If you say something it, on the phone, even if it's something we all agreed to, right. we had a 20-minute conversation mm-hmm. about it, you hang up that phone, and you say, great chatting with you about the such exactly. and such and such. I look forward to when the blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And it was something that I had to just put into more practice. Yep. Because, again, receipts. That's exactly, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly one of the reasons. And the other reason is to get them to say yes. Yes. Thank get you. them to respond back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they responded back you've, saying, you've we'll take to care of that thing on Thursday. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Thursday came and the bitch didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put them on record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, man... I mean, a lot of times, you know, from the filmmaking aspect, we know filmmaking and we right. know distribution, we know the business, but we're dealing within the system and these types of, this is all new to us. So, so it's a, it was a learning curve, yeah. but what we realized is what we knew and learned and already helped us, but going down these uncharted waters gave us even more game for going forward. So, but the movie came out great. So I'm, you know, because I hate their movies. Yeah. I think I was still, so still but you know. But we're still, we, you know, that's the thing. After all of it, we're still really proud of it. Yeah. So you, you at did, least we did, were proud you put of your what stamp the, on it, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, it's nothing that you made. We, you made one of the better movies for now. You yeah. know what I mean? Here's the thing that I was thinking about. So I guess that whole three picture deal is done then, <laughs> right? What, what's hilarious <laughs> is we've had so many people say this is that type of company that will put you through the ringer and then still come back because it's what you're doing is undeniable. So. I don't know that that would be the case, but I have seen it. Uh, I, I do have reason to believe. I, we're gonna. It's not about what we're gonna say. I do have a reason right. to believe that it wouldn't be off the table as far as they're concerned. Okay. What we're concerned with is something totally different. I'm not messing with them. Fools. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, it's, you know this. We're used to putting our hard work in, and then we end up owning the IP. But when you don't, something you're doing something for somebody else, and you don't own it. And they put you to that. It's just something that you really don't want to. I don't think you really want to circle back to. No, uh, a lot of people do because they're so desperate just to be working. You know, yeah. oh, it's a union project and blah blah. They play into all that that yeah. that sickness of it all instead of taking the thing you did and letting it move you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, like I said, I'm a very you know, I mean, Lynette, I'm pretty. I'm very positive about everything. I find that every horrific thing I've done similar things which I did it just taught me to be better and more at the things that I do mm-hmm. so now I have a better idea of how to talk to my reps of yeah. when I'm dealing with situations just to blind copy them when I'm dealing yep. with things just to have we just finished that that message hey girl I love that <laughs> right. conversation today right. uh-huh. here's the bullet point and what we talked right. about yeah Boom. Yeah, yeah. Whether they respond or not, yep. I put it's it out. out there to remind them that, you know what I mean? This so happens, you're doing right. all the right things. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, and for example, like people ask me about like how I produce today. And I'm not, and you guys probably know this, I'm not the type of producer who goes out and raises money. To mm-hmm. me, that's a salesman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a salesman. I'm mm-hmm. the dude, script to screen, hard mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the fucking, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. 
On the but, front lines. Yep. On the front line. Mm-hmm. But but even then, all these projects later, I'm not literally. I'm not line producing no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not UPMing. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing. I hire those people and I manage everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the showrunner, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I come in, I run the show, mm-hmm. I make everything run smooth, I check in on all departments, I keep you organized so mm-hmm. you don't have any fires at all. Right. All you know is two weeks later, me and Lynette are like, you ain't gonna believe what happened. Yep. Right, right, right. Yep, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. This yeah. happened. You're like, what? Hi. When? I was like, I almost took dude by the third. You're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's that type of shit. Mm-hmm. I want you to be focused over there doing exactly. your shit so you don't have to worry about what me and Lynette, just as right. an example, right. you know what I mean, what we're doing over here. Mm. And so we try to keep it running smooth. Everything feels great. Everybody's on time. Everybody's yep. being paid. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? Important. And all you do is focus <laughs> on your shit. Yep. You know, because as soon as you start producing and yeah, yeah. your so brain is not uh-huh. in the party. You know what I mean? That's we always the say, get you, yeah, get you all the way up to so, that point where you have to switch hats. So props to Lynette. Yeah, you doing it, girl. Props to Lynette. I appreciate it. But see, I didn't look. I didn't lost weight in the process. I guess that exactly. worked out. Look, but you look body on fleet. <laughs> <laughs> three E's, y'all. Three E's. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, though. I think one of the reasons why you're such a good producer. There's something. There's two things. Not only just being an actor. There's something about people who've done theater mm. uh, we are in smaller situations where you are backstage with everybody sometimes in one room mm-hmm. changing getting dressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's something about that you know you might be standing on stage about to come on and somebody has to go off change your shirt yep. mm-hmm. you have to help them yep. right so there's something you know what i mean yep. there's something to that organization yeah. of the way the machine you works. have to be hyper organized in that way be, yeah you have to be such a person who's willing to help. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the machine is fucked. Yeah. Otherwise, right. there's, there's a delay on the stage. You miss your cue. Mm-hmm. You know the spotlight's there. There's no gone. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so transferring that mm-hmm. to what we do as producers makes sense to me of why it's easier for you. Because then you're thinking, I'm used to being an actor. What would I want? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's definitely helpful. You have to, you know, this to yeah. be a director and producer. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. as I'm directing, what do I want from my producer? Mm-hmm. Right. What do I want from my actors? Mm-hmm. Whatever, right? So that so that, so that, that you, and every time you do another project, you're like, oh, next time I'm going to. You keep pivoting. Mm-hmm. I you saw keep that, adjusting. I saw that with um, <clears throat> when I first invited her to come start producing um, with me. I saw the traits that were already in her. It just needs to be able to be applied to this particular right. level. And th- anything with her is once she kind of has a <laughs> a little bit of it, mm-hmm. oh, she grabs it and runs, and then she becomes an expert. I believe. I don't anything. I believe anything. I mean, mm-hmm. we went skydiving one time. Yeah, I was. Sky- I, 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 I skydived. Hold on, hold on. It was That's a whole the last crew. thing I thought black people was going to say. It was a whole. It was a whole crew of black people too. Wasn't I everybody there? It was all like actors, a, a you know. I had been a couple times. I'm thinking she's going to be scared. <laughs> I looked down the plane. I looked down the end of the plane because I was talking to somebody. She already jumped out. <laughs> I, you, I like the stunts. And that's, that's just how she is <laughs> in general in, in all things. She's just she's a team she's player. Too, you know team me? player. Yeah. Y'all are making me blush. It's true. And then even on our sets, we use a lot of the same, our same crews because yeah, we all have the same learning curve. We've all been together and we, and we keep it tight. That's how we able to do some of the things we do. Yeah. And she's just a great at at pulling those people together you know what I mean I think I think what it is is one thing that I love about being on set with some of the same people and even the ones because you're gradually bringing in new people you know mm-hmm. all the time sure. but it's it's always the top down energy right. and so if you come on the set and you coming on with your bullshit and you coming on with your, your ego and all this other stuff and you see that 
the director, the producers, everybody that you see around you is talking to everybody, mm-hmm. is making sure everybody's in a good space, is it's a community. It's hard to hold on to that yeah. the whole mm-hmm. time. You kind of got to shake mm-hmm. it because now you're the odd man. Right. Now you're the odd man that mm-hmm. doesn't know how to. And we, and we work with a lot, a lot of, of big, nice, some good name actors over mm-hmm. over the course but of what we're doing. It's contagious. And, and, and it's never been no egos, no no mess, no it, matter and what. And it really is a collaboration. Yeah. I think, like you're saying, even back to like kind of the theater element of it. It's mm-hmm. so collaborative. Not in that uh, there's not going to be a strong point of view in a story and a locked script. But once people realize that you're open. The fact that you hire somebody is because you believe that they are the best in that position at that job. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to dictating to them every single thing, if they feel like, hey, I like this and what about, not that you have to take all of it, but the ones that you get to take, Corey's always great with with having like the camera department feel like, hey, I like this. I know what you're going for. Because like you call me cheat code, but I think Eduardo <laughs> is a is a super cheat code too. Like I'm I know what you're going for here and I see what this actor's doing. I'm gonna start fishing. He's anticipating. I'm start yeah. fishing. Yeah. And he'll do it without the direction yeah. of this is what I Yeah, do. we we empower. Like I know my coverage is we're gonna block here, block yeah. here one camera's moving here. Mm-hmm. And then guess what, Eduardo? Let's get this third camera fish and find what you can see. Exactly. And half the time he's like already done it. He's yeah, got, like got it. Got it, got it, my friend. Love it. He's from Colombia. Shout out to Eduardo. He's in Colombia right now. I like yeah. that. But yeah, like yeah that. it's just the idea that everybody has a stake in it. And I think that's what helps too. And that's very th- a theater type idea yeah. too. Everybody has a stake in making sure this thing succeeds. And that's yeah, and the difference. There's, like they say, there's no small roles. It's like the same thing. And <clears throat> like I'm always trying to find ways to like you know this working with us is like we might be shooting in a house, but I'm like one of these bedrooms is for the actors. Like we gotta uh-huh. have yeah. something just for you guys yeah. so that you guys can lay, chill, do yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So you cannot be in here worrying about what we're doing. But that comes from being an actor. Yeah. Going, what would I want if I was only getting a hundred dollars a day? Whatever the fuck right, it is. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So that so that you feel mm-hmm. taken care of. You know right. what I mean? Those are the things that I think we put. So I definitely uh, did. By by the way, to you, I definitely mm-hmm. felt so taken care of on that awesome. set with you. And I, I don't know if I've ever told you that, but mm-hmm. it meant no, a lot. Me the whole the whole full <laughs> circle of it all, and then even just getting there, and then being a part of that entire vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, meeting the amazing people we spoke about before the show. That was a great story. I mean, I, I mean, it was. I, it's sad that never. You know, didn't even. Oh, you know, man, it should it should have gotten big. I think it should bring it back out. I thought it was dope. Yeah. I thought it was well shot. I well think produced. timing is everything too, for sure. You know, but it's also you know who wants to see a female pimp? Like that was that yeah. was the big mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that people were getting. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're just in such. And a again, world. timing because I bet you if that happened more uh, now, possibly it just changed. I feel like everything is like a five to seven year cycle, and then people's ideas that were trashed are like, <laughs> what about? <laughs> like I did that. <laughs> How did Angie Cure come to you guys? Funny you say that. So Mm -hmm. it came because okay, that's enough. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, uh, a former acquaintance. Come a little closer. Oh, sorry. A former (laughs) of mine from years ago told me about this news story in England about this woman um, who a guy broke into her beauty shop Mm -hmm. and tried to rape her, but she ended up taking him hostage and turned the ties on him. But it was more crazier story. She raped him. She raped him. She mm-hmm. raped, pumped him with some some kind of stuff and, and raped him over a course of some days. Wow! I thought that's a wild story. Yeah. But I said he could be self-contained, so I mm-hmm. thought about it. Um, I said that's kind of cool. So I went to a couple writing friends of mine and uh, pitched them this story. They said we got an idea for that. I mm-hmm. said Can you do something like this, similar to this, whatever. So they came up with this basic story of Angie's Cure, mm-hmm. um, but it was more way more camp, kind of like what mm-hmm. the original story was. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. 
but I'm like wasn't grounded. It, it wasn't. It just it wasn't grounded. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you have an audience for an hour and a half, what yeah. are you saying? So I went and just made it more because these these were white writers and they're close friends of mine. Sure. So I went back and did my pass on and made it a little bit more grounded. And I said, okay, it's getting there, it's getting there. And then this is around the time I shelved it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when the net started to work together, I brought it back out because we wanted to do something small. We, yeah. we thought it was going to be small. And then we did another rewrite on it's it. It's very contained, yeah, but you yeah. use the world to make right, it feel bigger, like bigger. you're driving in a car. And yeah. feel, like right. It feels bigger than yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah that stuff was in the original. We kind of tried to keep it just in that one place, right. but mm-hmm. we had to make it a movie, yeah. make it a little grander. Yeah. And so we said, well, what are we trying to say? Mm-hmm. So it got to the whole thing about dealing with trauma. You have the trauma of a woman who's a young girl's being raped and how she grows right. up. Trauma of a, and you think it's all about Angie, but it's really about multiple people. Right. It's about sure. the the guy that that um, JD played by Sean Nelson. Mm-hmm. His trauma as a black He's man. He's pretty good. Too. Yeah. yeah, and and the cop and different people. So mm-hmm. we just wanted to make sure that it resonated, and so we went out and and Lynette can take it from and there. What made you decide to start in this one, Lynette? So for this one, it mm. was. Um, because again we were like okay it's contained what what i wanted to do at the story just spoke to me even while we were working on it we were talking about what we wanted to say yeah. we really want i wanted to explore that relationship between the a mother and a daughter uh that that miss each other and then a lot of times the women that have to grow up even though they quote unquote have a parent at home they're missing the important lessons right. and the cycles that continue and so so many of these things I either had experienced in some level, not with my mom, but some of the other story points, but friends, Mm -hmm. very close friends who had experienced similar traumas. And it just spoke to me. And I was like, okay, well, what, how, what can we say? So I know Corey was like, we really have to delve into Sean Nelson's character. What, how did he get there? We wanted to delve into why my mother's character was the way she was so basically as opposed to just saying oh this is a woe is me this is what you know this Mm -hmm. is a terrible story we didn't we kept on saying we don't want to to be overbearing we wanted it to be a story where somebody can say this is who i am in this piece and for me i saw so much of i saw so many different parts of angie and me Mm -hmm. as i was writing it and i think instinctively sometimes you end up you see people as you're writing mm-hmm. and we'll write for people all the time. Absolutely. And I knew, and it was so funny because we hadn't said I was definitely going to do it. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll have to write it and we'll have to be producing. So that I had I was like, girl, I hope you weren't producing at the same time. I hadn't claimed it. a lot to do. It was a lot to do. So I, my mind <laughs> was like, all the time. my <laughs> mind was like, we, I can't, I just can't, you know, yeah. but I, I wanted to be able to tell this story. Yeah. And so what was so funny is that, um, one of our, our managers, at the end, she reads it, and then she says, oh, Lynette needs to do this. Mm. And it was it was something that it was out there, but it was what we, I think that was the point where she, we said. Well, we, for some reason, we needed permission to say that Lynette should be leading yeah, this. So we, you know, and yeah. she, she should have been the lead the whole time, and we were all yeah. were thinking it. And Audrey Kendra, shout out to Audrey. Audrey shout said, out, no, Lynette needs to be doing this, and mm-hmm. put people around her. And, she, and it was so matter of fact, and we said, okay, well, let's see how this can work. Yeah. And so what was great is the the actress that plays young Angie, Mariah Robinson, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. She did a good job. Too. What we did was we made sure when we scheduled it, literally all the way up until where you first see me on screen, it's all the first sequence. Is it, all it's it's mm-hmm. all, and we shot it in that order oh, on purpose. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's all. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't like dance around. Yeah. We shot it so that by the time the handoff had happened, 
the engine was running That's mm-hmm. the wheels were you know right, because right. otherwise it would have been and even when i first came on i think i might have told you this before mm. i don't remember but i remember my first first scene i was on the phone because i was <laughs> i was on the phone with the dga mm-hmm. because there was uh something that fell through i wanted to make sure that they got it they everything was signed off like nothing <laughs> there were no problems and there's like this echo going on in the background that faintly sounds like action but I'm still on the phone. I'm going off. Action. She ain't coming through the and door. And I'm still, and I'm like in the middle of this thing. And That's then I right. hear it again. Action. And I hang up the phone and I was frustrated and it fed the scene. Oh, right. <laughs> and right, right. so I came in and it was a scene between me and uh, Denise Boutte where I'm frustrated after uh, coming home. So you used it. So it's I just, used yeah, it. Yeah. But it was literally that when I say that was probably the last of the, okay, I have to really take off right. yeah. that hat after right. that scene. Right. That's when we were able, you know, we had our UPM in place. We had things that were already in place so mm-hmm. that we could kind of, you know, regroup at the end of the night, but at the beginning of the next day, right. and then I could go really back into that space. Because right. what I didn't want to do is cheat Angie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm my first love, I'm an actress first. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's why I moved. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everything. Right. So the writing is <clears throat> to give more outlets for myself, for other people, yeah. for stories that, you know, you want to fill in. And then the producing came out of necessity. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so it was just... And we, and you like, have to be... Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no, I'm just saying, like, even with producing, like, <clears throat> you, I always tell people, you know, we've been doing this for a minute, but, you know, you, you have to have a team, a yeah. team you can trust. And then sometimes your team whittles down, people whittle themselves yep. off, whatever. Damn. And I always say, be careful of who you invite in your house. And um, we went through a lot over three years with, sure. with different people, mm-hmm. and to the point where I felt, Lynette, you know, it's time for you to step up as a as a lead producer. You ready? Right. I, right. I can. I'll get you there, mm-hmm. and then I'm on director mode. You can take this over. Mm-hmm. And I think she knew what she knew, but she, she, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know until she got in and said, "Oh, I know this," and her as a producer just really help keep our unit tight. So we have to bring other people in unless we feel somebody we like sure. that can come in and we can move back but by necessity we had to get her in a position where it was just us I love it I mm. love it I th- and I think it's a smart move and you probably heard me say before Lynette like I I'm and I hate to say this but I'm a little snobby about this <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like when somebody is just one thing Mm. Like I love mm-hmm. when somebody is some sort of a hyphen. Mm-hmm. It's just in this climate yeah. where you yeah. can fucking make your oh little cell phone mm-hmm. these. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, why are you waiting mm-hmm. for Hollywood for God's sake? Yeah. What I was gonna say was this. So I've been going through this thing for the last maybe year, year and a half maybe. I saw Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, two, two, three years. Now I think about it. And Aaron Burr. I see Aaron Burr on the stage and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm starting missing the actor. Mm-hmm. And it starts to hit me. I find myself watching TV, pausing it, doing the, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. put it yeah. way back over there for so many years mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden it's, it's like right back, back again. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, Nick I don't want to be auditioning. He didn't leave you. He never left. He left it. <laughs> Yeah, all that shit, you know what I mean? So I'm considering. Oh Wilson. yes, this all is this. music. We'll see. We'll see. This is music we'll to my ears. So if y'all got a little something, I'll do this. This is music to my ears. <laughs> I, I had a friend that that uh, I did this oh, yeah. real small movie back when I first got to LA. We went to Howard together, mm. and he couldn't do the starving actor thing. He, he's bougie. He tried. He's really good and funny. He said, "I'm going. I can't do. I can't do what this. Last yeah. two years, went back. Most I'm, people do. Yeah, he went to law school. Okay, DePaul ends up becoming the prosecutor for Baltimore. Yep. Wow." 
got become a United States state's attorney wow. in DC and now he can be appointed judge. Wow. He's coming back out here <laughs> to start acting again. Because he can be a judge anywhere. He yeah, got the bar. Yeah, yeah. But years later he's coming back out here to go back and act. So it never leaves. But he yeah. was even I remember uh shout out to talking, Gio. Yeah, shout out to Gio. The courtroom was his stage. Yeah. For all trial. this time. Yeah. yeah, for trial. It was his outlet for him. Mm-hmm. Because pe- I think he said that uh, somebody asked, like, wow, you're just so captivating. Ooh. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm an actor. <laughs> so, he, mm-hmm. so you're on performance mode yeah. the whole time. And then he finally he's like, F it. I need to, I need to do it. I got to get back. I got to. Yeah. I don't know. It what doesn't it is. leave you if it's I used thing. To, but I used to think, like, there's so many projects I've done where I could have been in. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'd be in the middle of the cast and they'd be like, Hillary, why don't you consider? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Why would I do that when everybody else wants to do it? Like, that was my reason uh-huh. why not yeah. doing get it. I'm like, I'm not going to take this from somebody who wants to. Yeah. When, no, I'm yeah. much better producing and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I turned down directing jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm a great director. Mm-hmm. I turned them down because I'd rather I got I'd rather produce uh-huh. and help and bring in a Corey uh-huh. to uh-huh. do it uh-huh. who wants to direct. Right. I agree, right. But you got it. But at the same time, because we're selfless like that, too. Yeah. But at the same time. You sometimes you have to be you gotta you gotta service your, your instrument service your, yeah. you, you gotta service with the passion that's in you at some particular point yeah. you have to, and you can bring those people along with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Can, I was just thinking about like you know like whether you know like I knew Lena and you know of course and you know Issa and everybody before they ever became anybody and just what like but becoming an actor has mm-hmm. opened up mm-hmm. so many more doors. Yeah. I was like, where yeah. would I be now if I? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking know? of Issa, have you watched Project Greenlight? Oh yeah, I was going to ask you guys if oh, you seen it. Yeah, we binged. I literally just binged them last I, night. I didn't see the last one, okay. so I'm don't. On, I'm two, two. I'm on episode six. I watched all of. Them. I didn't see the I last one. It. I thought it was. Amazing. I was just like, on. oh, she. What I loved, what I loved is that I was like, is she gonna keep it real, 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 bro? And she did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they kept yeah. it raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sugarcoat. You could tell what they was. Something they might have went I'm sure all the way, but you didn't know what they make were the edit, But you could, you know, you can't miss her eyes anyway. Yeah. She knows. I kept, I kept wishing. So here's the thing, mm-hmm. and you guys know this. Doing what you do, we study human behavior. Mm-hmm. I knew as soon as they said, "Oh, she had the best film," she was gonna get it mm-hmm. because it always comes back to who's the best actor, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That other person may have more yep. credits and all, but mm-hmm. who was the best actor? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So. They asked her, remember, because um, Gina kept trying to feed her, yes. like, who are you? you. Tell me right. something about you. She was giving it to her, mm-hmm. like, please. But you could tell she was such a shy person, yeah. and, and I bet a lot of it comes from her, and I'm not assuming her sexuality is what it is. I'm assuming her sexuality is what it right. is. Right, right, And that is, and she still lives at home with her yeah. parents, yeah. so she still is probably not fully out. I she's don't not, know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so she is, yeah. all of that is keeping her mm-hmm. closed up, and until mm-hmm. she does, mm-hmm. she won't be able to tell you how how she feels about stuff like that. You know what? I didn't make that correlation, yeah. but I think you're a thousand percent right mm-hmm. because I, I definitely say it even when they showed her friend that was on the show yeah, earlier. I'm like, why I was like, just calling her? Uh, all right, cool. So, I'm like, for a friend, I'm like, friend. like all right. Yeah, right. But I didn't think, yeah. I didn't correlate that to And it might be, but other, still. Yeah, sure, but, sure, sure. Yeah. But I didn't think that wasn't my line of thought is that maybe because of that, that's what was holding her somewhere yeah. else. But that could very well be the she case. She just lost her mom a mm-hmm. year and a half yeah. ago. Yeah. So there's a lot it's weighing a lot. on her. I, mm-hmm. She, what, yeah. and let me ask you guys this. Mm. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Yeah. Because I was talking to my husband. My husband was like, I ain't seen it yet. Oh. So, breathtaking. Sure. Here's awesome. one of the things I kept thinking about was 
this is no diss to any of the the, the producers on the show. I think right. you're doing a great job. I actually liked how whether it's Hoorah or any of the other yeah. companies, mm-hmm. they're all trying to get her to say something. Yeah. But I feel like one thing that was missing that they didn't show. I'm mm-hmm. not saying nobody didn't say this. Mm-hmm. They didn't show it. <laughs> they didn't show anybody saying, like, if it were me, mm-hmm. I would have said this. So Gina had a perfect moment where they sat down and Gina was giving some game. Yeah. I almost wish Gina would have said, just as an example, Gina's my girl, I would have said something like, for example, when I asked you such and such, what I was looking for was, was this. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Like nobody's really helping her. Help her. Mm-hmm. So, so she's so used to just saying, oh, I just don't like it. Yeah. And she hasn't learned the art of taking a note and giving a note. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So nobody sat her down and said, okay, so look, so when somebody gives you a note, right. blah, 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 or when you give a note, you need to say, yeah. okay, I don't, I hate it. Yeah. But I hate it because... I don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. doing this. Like, she hasn't mm-hmm. learned how to, to express that. herself. Yeah, you're right. And then I think it's the teachable moments that yeah. weren't really at least filmed. You know, that's those, what I said. So, yeah. you know, all due respect to all the producers. Yeah. Because they, I, I you love can all tell they producers. all wanted the same yes. thing from her. Correct. And I'm just not sure if maybe the way they had a real one on one talk, they were like, that's not going to make the edit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I do know it's interesting that she could never counter the like or counter with the an idea and I, I know that right. she said i mean i was irritated when she flew to vegas and then when she flew here and then she i was just my skin was like oh yeah, my god yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just kind of like i feel like those are the things once you got it on lock once you're done you've done the work now yes. go take your breather by all yes. means but you can't come back and still not have the answer i mean i have i have one um, in addition to that mm-hmm. one of my main issues which was a telltale sign to me is that they had script problems Bro. And she, this is your directorial debut, Bro. and you're a quote unquote writer. writer director. You should be racing to get your DNA to get some down to get the writing and come up with ideas. Because when they had that that writers group come in, yep. they're throwing out different things that they thought about off, off the cuff and, and good, the good cuff. stuff that she could have been absorbing. But yeah. I would be running to I want my DNA. Yeah. In that particular yeah. script, especially yeah. if it's got problems, yeah. and then if you got a problem in your script, mm-hmm. it's going to translate to the movie. Right. Now, I, I did give her, I did give her a bit of a doubt mm-hmm. because she's well, she said she's an editor, mm-hmm. but she's a trailer editor. I don't think she really done long form. Oh, it's different, okay. and it's a different. And then the other thing was, she kept saying, "I got stuff in my head. I know what I'm doing. Right. I do it all the time." But and you people, gotta be able to but you gotta tell people at least give them a, a, yeah. a, a blueprint of what your idea is. You ain't gotta go yeah, so much yeah. in detail, but so they're confident, yeah. knowing that hey, we're going into this and she's gonna have mm-hmm. it under control. Right. Yeah. Never did that, but not getting into that script was the the bare bones thing yeah. that turned me off with her approach. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. it. Just it said everything. I think she me. was thinking that her superpower was gonna be when she got on and communicated with the actors as a director. When she communicated with her with her DP, she thought that that was gonna, the visual when it was all strung together was going to somehow save what lacked in the story and in the structure. But you can't just give me a pretty picture. Yep. You know that it doesn't have anything in it. I mean, there wasn't. But, but, and she knew that, though. And that's what was so. I was like, well, oh, we wanted it for her. But the problem was she's so used to doing these short films. Right. And I'm saying this because I actually think she's dope. Yeah. Now, they only give us pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. I want to see the whole movie. Here, here's what it reminds me of. I'm a huge, like, American Idol, like, you know, mm-hmm. the voice type of fan. I hate when they show the auditions and they show you little clips. Yeah. I'm like, there should just be a whole fucking episode where you can watch all of them are on YouTube or something. Like <laughs> right. All the ones they did, right, right. For the full all, episode, all of them, this. like the right, entire right, right. fucking audition. Yeah, anyway, yeah. 
So I felt the same way. Like, they weren't even showing everybody. Yeah. They would show, like, here's 10 seconds of this one. Yeah. I was like, that's not fair. They had a 15-page script. Yeah. We only see two seconds, seconds of it. Yeah. To see what it's you know yeah. what I mean? How are we going to judge it from our point of view? So you should say, mm -hmm. okay, the bonus episode mm -hmm. is you can watch mm -hmm. all the episodes anyway. Yeah. I mean, she had the, they said she had, clearly had the best film I was yeah. rooting for. Yeah. Still am. I just didn't like the fact that she didn't. Did you see her movie? I, I, no, I didn't see the movie. So it just downloaded. I just, yeah, it's on. It's, it's, it's on. on I, I yeah. said, okay, because I, I have to get past the last episode and yeah. then I want to watch it. I just downloaded it. I just saw the clips. But oh, I, I can't really, wait. I, they said she had the best short, so yeah. I was rooting for her. Mm -hmm. And because she was an editor, quote unquote, I saw she'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, the movie is out. The yeah, movie yeah. Is I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But I just think. I got to see the movie, yeah. but uh, but of course, like I know. Oh, I got a question for you, Hillier. So at the end of, or well, you haven't got there, but yeah, what I'm, I, I'm I'm on six. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna take you there. It's fine. But what I'm curious is what what I liked about what Issa did and the whole team was, and even Gina. Mm -hmm. They said how they felt. They didn't candy coat. Good. And, and, and yeah. it wasn't like a Hollywood ending right. to make you yeah. feel good. Yeah. They didn't go. They didn't put a bow on it. They didn't go hardcore, mm -hmm. but they were very, very uh, honest in their critiques or how they felt about certain situations, mm -hmm. which right. I think is cool because mm -hmm. you each project you learn and you're mm -hmm. supposed to get better. Yeah. Each one. I, this I some early films I did, I will not go back and watch them. Oh. <laughs> I can't go back. Bro, <laughs> totally Bro. Uh, you know, I've written over 40 scripts. You think I read all the bitches? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> no. So, but you, you learn each time. Yeah. Even when we had our our, our, our brief stint doing, dealing with uh, our, our friend Master P, mm -hmm. you know, that was, I said, I love, I love you, Master P, but you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but doing a, doing a movie, this my adding a bunch of gumbo without and taking the edit and doing all it wasn't it wasn't my work but it didn't reflect upon me right. but it what it taught me is that certain things you don't do for a check or you think it's gonna move you up even yeah. if somebody promised you x y and z you yeah. gotta go with your gut yep. Yep. but we did that particular project i'm glad we did because it taught us careful what work you do who yep. you align yourself with and going forward and each time i should be better than yep. the next and totally that's agree. that's how you know you learn something if, mm. if the next time it's this and and it's this and and it keeps on elevating mm. then you're learning something i feel like like we said earlier <clears throat> there's there's certain things certain rep conversations we're gonna have a little bit differently in the very beginning yeah. like so, you know so there's yeah, you needed to go through that to know how to talk to them in in, in, the, in the future yeah. All yeah. But, I, but i will say this um one of the best times we had was at the Dances with Films Festival. Mm -hmm. I was just about to get to that. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let no, you go. go ahead. Oh, You're fine. So, what I like. So we call the rant room because yeah. we jump off of the Oh, yeah. yeah. So, because <laughs> we kind of put Angie's Cure in and we did a DGA screening just to get some feedback. Had like 600 people. It was packed. It was yes. great. Cool. But, you know, you got people coming to DJ, like industry people, friends, or different right. stuff. Yeah. You get a perspective. But it ain't a true perspective. Like they sure. paying to go see yeah. it. Right. So, you kind of. So, we thought it was good. Um, and we thought the work was was just that okay. Did you guys make that independent on yourself or yeah. did somebody? Yeah. No, we made that. Okay, because you still did it, DGA and everything. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was DGA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but when we went to um, Saturday, you know what? Uh, I think our attorney, mm -hmm. our it Cliff, was Cliff, Cliff, Cliff said you guys should enter into this festival, Desperate Films, and yeah. I had heard of it. Yeah, yeah. he spoke so like, highly. Okay, of cool. It. I said, and, and, and from the look of it, it's it's a it's a cool festival. Yeah. So we submitted it. Chinese TCR Peter, yeah. you can't yeah. beat that. It was like, oh, dope. So Late, they, last day. Yeah. So we, we go to the meeting. We, we finally, they they 
call us like quickly mm-hmm. and uh, email us, see what our values were, and then Lynette kind of talked to him about how what we stand for, what we like. So we get in. So we're happy to get into it. Sure. So we go to the meeting over at the lot, over at the Netflix lot, where they, for they have all the filmmakers come, mm-hmm. and we walk into this room. And we came in a little, slightly a little bit late. Black folks. Uh, Thank so you. I was like, we were like, can't be late, can't be late. I was so pissed. So we go up in there like five, <laughs> ten minutes late. Whole room, heads turned back and look at us. And every single person, maybe minus one, was all white. So we were like, huh. So I said, yep. They're either happy to see us, <laughs> they're assessing us, or they're saying they must have some cool or watch why the hell would they be here. Yeah. We want to see what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And what we learned during the course of that festival and going to see all these, and we saw the lineup. The lineup was oh crazy. It was amazing movies. What we learned was um, that we were in this group of some really dope films, mm-hmm. but the filmmakers we met, there was no, no jazz. I had a couple of guys on the show who I met. Oh, from there. my yeah. God. Yeah. All, of, all of the filmmakers. The closing film. What was the name of that one? Um, we saw that one. That the one about the, the coming of uh, the guys... Not the, the school no, about the, the college. college with the homeless guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, saw yeah, that yeah. there. Great film, like all these amazing movies and these films. I haven't even seen it yet. I had them on my. Podcast. It's dope. It was dope. Yeah. It was a dope movie. I can't remember the name of, but it was really I, good. I'm not forgetting what it's called. And yeah, there was yeah. there were several of them like dope. like that. But the the good thing was that we've been able to network and meet all these new amazing filmmakers mm-hmm. that don't look like us. Right. Yeah. And and networking in different different um quadrants, it was just cool. Everybody was coming together. The support the, was crazy. Yeah. It was it was the legitimate support it was like when they would lean in what is it about wait you guys are for a narrative feature wait what is it what time is it i'm gonna and they would pull other people that are walking by hey did you guys know about this that's important and and so it was very much when we felt like wait a minute this isn't like fake love this isn't like fake support this is hey i'm coming to yours this uh what are you doing tomorrow i have a meeting with so-and-so i can it was that and it was very i i think that the reason i know you were saying that that festival was so special to us is because it was the probably the first time I'd been at a festival, and you too, I think, that everybody actually was who they represented themselves to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm so sure. it was it was great to not just champion the work, but champion the people. Right, and and it started again from the top down. The people Come that run the festival, like that's how I remember coming to see you in the festival when you were yeah, on stage, mm-hmm. and you guys, oh my gosh, the yeah. rant room edition. Yeah, got, got Carl and Charles Murray up there. Oh I, I my, call him, I call him Yoda wrong. now. He's Yoda now, bro. I mean, for the first wrong. time. Great first of all, first of all, big shout out to Dancing with Films for giving giving us that mm-hmm. opportunity. Honestly, I was I was disappointed we got a two p.m. time on a fucking Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I appreciated them giving us the opportunity. I knew as soon as they said the time, I was like, it's going to be six people in all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. what it is. But what I, what I always tell everybody, and, and even after we did the podcast, we went up to, uh, what's it called? Oh, Cabo. Cabo Wabo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was talking to some of the filmmakers who came, and I told them, because they were all about to start screening their films, and I said, listen, you saw what happened at our screening. It wasn't a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I says, but please know this. Whoever came, you still have to entertain Mm-hmm. That's true. And whoever came cared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about the numbers. Yeah. Worry about the fact that people came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had to tell. That's what I told Chris and everybody mm-hmm. before we started. I was like, guys, 
We still got to entertain. We still got to be ourselves. We still got to whatever. Oh, y'all did you more know, than and entertain. That show, that show yeah. people, they ate that show up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, out, we were out there. And yeah. then, and then you know, you got a lot of people that might not be hip. A lot, a lot of the white filmmakers sure. that might not be hip to the show that sure. got some game that they didn't yeah. expect. It. And then, of course, you got Charles up there being being Yoda. Big bro. <laughs> dropping, and he don't play. That guy, nah, Charles, dude. would not play. He beats <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see you. But, but they, the filmmakers, they were just... Receptive to yeah. all. You remember, you had mostly a white audience, yep. and all the the um the the panel. You guys, the whole show was all, all black. black filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they had to be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but there was always this reception, like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. And and and, that, and that's how we felt throughout the festival yeah. because we couldn't hide because we're like right only mm-hmm. black, only black feature. If we say we're coming to your screen, and you gonna know if we didn't come. Well, they had oh, so you guys were the only black feature. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize. I think we yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah, we were the only black. I think feature there was there. like a doc. There was a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple sure. shorts. That yeah, 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 short, yeah, for sure. But we were the only black feature. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize. So so when we won, it was the most crazy. Um, because it, it was a whole the whole theater was packed the big theater mm-hmm. and we were you, the, you were in one you were theater yeah. one yeah, that yeah we screened we, yeah. we screened in theater one yeah, we, and then we sold we, uh, that out on a Tuesday night which was crazy. great but we're in the back row we're just happy because we made some <laughs> connections we're talking to some people yeah. and must then, be cool to just watch people while they're watching your movie Oh no! They were in the back row for the for, for the, the awards. Award. Oh, the awards, yeah. For yeah. the actual screening, I think what, we were like closer to the middle. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I saw you walk down. That's yeah, not when yeah. you guys were. Yeah, we were I saw there. the video. I've been listening. You know, you know, how <laughs> you got you got your movie after you've been set with it forever. But then when you mm-hmm. get with audience, it's a whole different type of movie. Oh, yeah. you, you get you see what the response is. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them if if that the that there's a certain part in this movie where something happens, if you get a reaction there, you got them for the rest of the mm-hmm. thing. Right. And, and the, the thing about our movie was the openness is set in um, early 2000s, mm-hmm. party in the hood, whatever <laughs> right. the case may be. And that might not be everybody's cup of tea. Right. The young you people, have, and the young people thought, oh, I know what kind of movie, movie this is. is. Yeah. And it's not yeah. It felt like a Boys in Hood movie yeah. at first. All of a sudden, yeah. they're But it's not that. But yeah. you have to get to that. Because uh-huh. if you don't get to this particular right. part of the movie, the rest of it doesn't pay off. And you need both sides. And, and right. everybody that's... Man, we had... White women in there, like in their sixties and seventies, coming mm-hmm. up to us afterwards, yeah. which shows me that the story translated. And carefully, everybody can relate to trans- the topic you Trump, guys were right. talking about. So, but when we won the whole thing, mm-hmm. all those heads turned back to us, and <laughs> really? we being Negroes, we in the back row. That was we back there sipping a little wine, and, <laughs> and we what? And then Lynette's, Lynette's in Vegas at the Usher concert. I would not oh, have you, been in the back row had had I been go. there. She so, was hilarious. So yeah, so all right, let me tell my story. So <laughs> basically, um, my one of my best friends back in Maryland uh, b- bought us Usher tickets for her birthday okay. for Vegas. It just happened to land that night. Oh yeah, it was that night. She uh, she got them what five months in advance or oh, something. Yeah, right. So and we hadn't even <laughs> heard of dances. We didn't know anything about this festival. Right. And I, I kept saying it's gonna work itself out. It's gonna work itself out. And then when I said okay, well when is the closing ceremony? And I found out I think it was Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like oh it'll probably be daytime. It's Sunday. You know the <laughs> it's all over. It's daytime. And so I kept getting closer and closer. Like funny. oh man. And it's just me, uh, my bestie, and one other person that she'd been all the texts and so excited and all these <laughs> things. And I'm like oh yeah. And I kept. So so I started testing the water and I asked one of the festival, um, one of the ones that ran the festival, is it like a big thing for, you know, for the closing night? Right. Is it, 
is it something that you feel like most of the filmmakers come back for? Is it? And they were like, oh, there's also a Zoom link. And, you know, there's things uh, like that. And I said, okay. And I didn't tell them why I was asking. <laughs> but I was just like, all right. Um, so is it kind of like after the award show? Is there an after party? Mm-hmm. Do we do? And they said, oh, no, right after the award show, maybe like a champagne toast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm making myself feel better. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Because mind you, I'd been in everybody's screening. I'd been supporting at all the events. I'd had, I was like, I'm festivaled out. I uh, don't know if we're going to win. Not really expecting. That's you guys were at Unfixed too, right? Yeah. yeah, well, yeah we oh, unfixed. so many. Yeah, like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. when, I tell, when I tell you, <laughs> I don't even know how we were functioning for most of the festival because we were trying to see so many different yeah. good films and support people. So at the, I had talked myself into, you know what? Maybe we'll get like an honorable mention. Maybe yeah. we'll get something. And then you guys just call me and let me know. Right. <laughs> I have my phone. I have my phone in the little cup holder at the, at the concert and I'm peeping because I know that the award starts at 9.30. It's 9.30. I don't hear anything. Usher's there on my baby. Like he's, I'm, I can almost touch him. He's right beside me and I'm looking over here at the phone trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and then it's 9.45, 10 o'clock, 10.15. I said, oh man, we didn't get anything. Mm. All right, it's cool. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm over here getting my groove on with my girls. I get a FaceTime. See, as soon as you stop <laughs> thinking about it. A FaceTime. Yeah. I stop thinking. I said, a FaceTime? What is, there's about maybe 12 people I got to step over to get out into the casino. Yeah, I can't. So I answer and I'm going and I'm walking (laughs) and I'm, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, so, 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 excuse me. And I get out and then I see Buddha's face going, we won, Buddha. Uh, uh, Shout out to Buddha, uh, one of our editors, post supervisor. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we won. And I was like, we won what? We won what? <laughs> and then Buddha takes the phone really close to his mouth. He says, the whole damn thing. <laughs> and then uh, he passes it to Corey. And then Corey turns the phone around to the audience. Mm-hmm. And then he, say, he says something like, Lynette, we won. Mm-hmm. And then you see the audience erupt. Yeah. And That's I, what I saw. And I heard somebody say, I think he's calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was such, and it's so funny now because, of course, I came back. Uh, we uh, your time out. Where'd you go? Right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I must have been out there for Fort crying. I mean, we were so excited. On it. FaceTime, I'm getting, my face is getting passed around at the festival in the picture. <laughs> and, then, and then the love we got from oh, the other filmmakers. Oh, my It was very genuine. Yeah. And then. We've been meeting with people all for the last nice. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, More apps, meetings coming up. I mean, just and, hangouts. Yeah. And but, I mean, just like I said, one thing, we all out here doing the same thing. Yeah. Everybody trying to create and, 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 and fighting this fight of trying to stay creative. And just the, the way we connected with so many different people that we might not have been able to connect with before from yeah. that festival just meant a lot. So we had already won in that regard. Right. Yeah. But to win... So we got the grand prize. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was grand, the grand jury, grand jury. prize yeah, for the yeah. for, for feature. So it was the whole the whole. Crazy. Yeah, and so I mean, I think I, the biggest takeaway was that we felt like so much had been poured out of us mm-hmm. from the the last experience, and what that did, it just recharged <laughs> and reaffirmed yeah, and just poured so much. Sometimes you need a little bit of validation. Like I used to tell people, like my first four or five years of writing. I would be, you know, Sundance. And like my first script, that when I told you about the skinheads, uh-huh. that went to Sundance. Dope. You know what I mean? I was on that list. And like all the chip. And so three drafts, I think. I, you know, I, I did one draft, but over a year. So I know I polished it several right. times. Right, so right. I try not to be like, oh, one draft. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody did one draft. They right. polished right. it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, and but I used to tell people the reason, you still have to have your wife while you're doing these festivals. Mm-hmm. For me... With the screenwriting competitions, what I was doing was 
say I had Lynette and Corey read my script, got my notes, adjusted it, and I was like, okay, who now? Mm-hmm. Well, let me see what happens at Austin. Okay, it's just a semifinal. Okay, mm-hmm. let me see how it mm-hmm. does. Okay, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. only made to the top ten. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. I didn't win. Or, oh, shit, I won script of Palooza. Oh, yeah. shit, I, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's what started happening. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Out of 3,000 mm-hmm. people, I was in the top 12 or whatever yeah. the fuck. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's what it was for. Uh-huh. I was just trying to see where it was to go, does it need more work? Right. right. Or whatever. And it took that pressure off of me checking my phone, talking yeah. about mm-hmm. it's Thursday at <laughs> 12, they're going to announce. I yeah. was like, I forgot what day they're coming out. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, people are like, Hill, did you see? I'm like, what are you talking about? See what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, it, it took the pressure off yeah. of me trying to, I think one, I won like $10,000 for something, you know what I mean? So there's different, nice. Yeah. I was like, I did what? what? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like little things like that, but it helps when you don't have all the expectation right. of the need to win right. but it also helps validate mm-hmm. what is it definitely gave me more confidence yeah mm-hmm. you know to know that i'm you know first right. grip is right. sitting there on the fucking thing with sunset, you know whatever so yeah. so it's yeah, like yeah. little things like that the the validation is good for you what's what's going can you guys say what's up with angie's here now or so it's so funny. We we had, we got some our offers when we did the DGA screening, but okay. we, we sat and we waited because that's when the then right when the Writers Guild strikes started. Oh yeah, uh, that kind of slowed some stuff down for oh, a second. Really? <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> but it's so funny. Uh, Netflix called the day of the strike. Yeah, really? Yeah, they, yeah, the they called day. the day of the strike. Hmm. Now, mind you, well, because everybody was trying to do it before midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they called it. Or that was that's probably what that yeah. was. They called it day other strike. Mm-hmm. But since then, we got like a, some offers. But then we got a few offers, and, and then the day of the actor strike, mm. they all hit back to Audrey said we got a pause. Yep. yep. So I don't because of the business restructuring, we don't know, but we, it'll it's going to be on somebody and we had some pretty cool people that, that reached pretty, out about yeah, it yeah we had some so we'll some, see some, some great people sure. interested we don't know where we're gonna go we, and we're gonna resume when we are able to <laughs> resume so we don't know are you guys when you guys shoot a project like Angie's Cure do you guys have like people funding that stuff you guys fund it yourself like what do you what do you guys do for angie's cure it was a combo for angie's cure um we shot one right before angie's cure believe it or not at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the pandemic where it was just us because it was super super micro budget it was a sci-fi i think i might have mentioned it to you very contained and so but for this one it was ourselves We had, a, we had a private equity investor from East so and then good. us, and we we put up a substantial amount. So, yeah, we need to sell mm-hmm. it. Good. I get it. I get yeah. it. I but, I, but, I, but I come from the, like, obviously, don't never put your own money in. And That's you know, bullshit. You know, it, it is. God, but it is. If you, bro. If you know. You know the, if you know the business, you know what your returns are going to be. You yeah. know what the MGs are, You can do that. And if you're confident in what you can do. Here's here's the other part I'm going to say. I'm going to let you guys go. the price points to play in. Right. Here's one reason I think you should invest in yourselves. In this climate. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of our friends who we all know, let's say some of the older filmmakers from back, sure. have that mentality that you never put your own money in a project. Mm-hmm. It's an old way of looking at shit when, mm-hmm. when you had to shoot shit on film. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Of course, you don't want to spend $16 million mm-hmm. on a project that you did yourself. Right. But now when you can do it for a couple hundred mm-hmm. grand and make it look like $3 million mm-hmm. yeah. with your resources, mm-hmm. damn it, you should do it. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, why are you a big you know, director, writer, whatever, on a, on, a, on a TV show or film or whatever, and you want to do this cool-ass thriller horror film, mm-hmm. but you're scared to do it, 
and you waiting for Hollywood to give yep. you two million dollars to do it when you got two million dollars, damn it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you got you twelve, it. bitch. What you waiting for? Uh-huh. Out. Trust me. Don't uh-huh. give me a couple uh-huh. million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be dangerous. Well, let, let me say this real quick. I want people to know. For so long, we've had this space in this B level African American, and we were able to maneuver in that. A lot of people can make their own stuff and make money. Right. Now the studios realize they can make money in that space with these particular movies. So now they want to own everything. Yeah. So now what they want to pay for their minimum guarantees or whatever, they drop them down. They'd rather you submit to them. They give you a little bit of money, you're going to make it, then they yeah. own IP. Yeah. Before or they, they come they, in as a co-production. Come in, come, okay, for, so that you don't, yeah. But they own everything. Right. Yeah. And that's the way the business has changed. They realize they can get this money in this space mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so you know how we go. We that's what we was eating at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, now you value in that, in that good middle class space. Exactly. Right. They kind of do it like like the old TV stations with the WB uh-huh. and uh-huh. call the black uh-huh. films up there. Yeah. Get it, and then they come and take it, move it yeah. around. They uh-huh. say they can make money with it. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening now. So now there's a, there's a shift. Yeah. And what we're anticipating, like now we're going more into what we want to be in our in our genres type stuff, mm-hmm. sci-fi horror, whatever. Right. And then trying to figure out movies that are in this space that we just did industry in how to continue to do that on the side okay. because now I'm moving more into episodic TV. But let me, let me ask you guys this. So what, 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 what kind of things does, does your company do in general? Like, and what type of things do you look for? Or do you guys only do in-house things? Like, what are you guys doing? So Go ahead, you got I would it. say definitely not <clears throat> just in-house things. Um, I mean, when you say in-house, it's funny. Meaning you have your own slate already. Yes, de- yeah. yes, we have our own slate, but no, we've definitely moved outside of our slate okay. uh, for especially for production services portion or even to come in and but it doesn't have to start with right. within what's in our slate. What we like is our things that are original. We love sci-fi. We um, not traditional horror, smart horror. Mm-hmm. Love and and when I say love it, I don't mean because it's trendy right now. Sure. I mean because we had scripts ready for this genre before they announced Get no, Out. We did, we did a Bigfoot movie. That we but like a, yeah, I saw just, that. yeah, yeah. So it's that's the space. I haven't that, seen the movie, but I saw the, the thing. <laughs> that movie made so much money. Did it really? Oh yeah. yeah. Where, 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 for, where, for a lot of for a lot of folks. Where my team is Y'all fucking around. Where where are the right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But but no, I mean we. I'm gonna have Ray and them come talk to you. <laughs> you fucking up big time. <laughs> no, we, we're looking knock, for knock. we're looking for high just high concept. Like it can be a, a reworked genre, things like that. But what we don't want to do is swim in the same space. I mean, right. I think a long time ago we moved away from kind of rom. Com, 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 yeah, some of the. I mean, there's still room for that when there's a really pertinent story to tell. Smart, like, smart, yeah. Smart there's smart. some dramedies that we like, but if, if unless you're doing a best man, unless you're doing something yeah. that's really going to stand out, we're going more genre. Have uh, you, you guys got any Christmas movie stuff? It's so funny you say that. We do. We've got well, one that is desperately in need of a rewrite now that so much has happened since that first draft mm-hmm. uh, went up, and then we have another one that we haven't even started writing, but we're highly aware that Christmas movies. Bro, well, she I mean, always, I mean, always. She has one called The Misfits Take Christmas. Yeah, the Misfits Take it, Christmas. It, it, it's a it's a good script right now. It's good, but I feel like you know when technology change, mm-hmm. I'm always like you know I think we talked about this mm-hmm. before. Always going back and making sure yeah. you're updating, updating. Yeah. But The Misfits Take Christmas is funny. Um, it's it's a it's a feel good comedy and it's kids. So imagine like the Black Little Rascals or oh, yeah, yeah. you know. And so it's it's one of those things where there's a foster mom. Uh, I think at the time I wrote like a Loretta Divine type foster mom in in, in DC, mm-hmm. and she's got all these different kids that she's taken in from different walks of life. We explore how they got there, so they become this family unit. Mm-hmm. And when they get wind that she's proud, too proud. 
um, to tell them what's going on with her heart and her failing health, mm-hmm. they start resorting to their old schemes, like all the <laughs> to things raise that, money to raise you? money. That's so it, it turns into That's like, the, so it's That's still true. a. That's yeah, That's it's a, it's a fun, fun comedy, and of course, it, it centers around Christmas. There's some mm-hmm. love interests that happen. There's, but but it's really the kids that that make that story, I and like then it. they okay. then we realize mm-hmm. that the things that she's imparted in them, they still have it. They still rough around the edges, exactly. but they've been hearing her. That's I, I, think, I think the hardest thing about Christmas movies for us is that we have to be ready to go because I only want to shoot with snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I see. Yeah, like I, I got a Christmas. We have one like kind of like a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but set in Cleveland, modern day. Okay, and I want to go back to Cleveland, Cleveland and shoot it in Cleveland. Uh-huh. And some brutal ass snow. I think that's what makes Christmas Christmas. Yeah. But it's just a time. But I mean, they do so many. I guess I guess it's just it's, it's such a demand. A home. It's 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 uh, because. And they say it's because you can you can, you can air them every, every year. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can bring it back. Yeah. Like it's one of the only like horror. Like you could yeah. every mm-hmm. October you could show that shit. So that that's one of the good reasons to think about. I'm still stuck on his Bigfoot. He made a lot of money. He ain't giving no money yet. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine a group of a crew of 35 mm-hmm. Northern California up in Humble in Eureka Ooh, we nice. shot in Bluff Creek in okay. Bigfoot okay. all white crew but all the department heads black and we in the <laughs> really? forest shooting this damn movie about Bigfoot that's the movie right there and, like and, that Lee County Central. and the story behind that's a whole other story how that's we made right. that movie it was crazy but it went world it went worldwide nice and so the rights should be coming back this month mm. and um I'm gonna go let me ask you guys just a quick. I know we're going a little long. I hope you guys don't get to no, take it out there. We're chilling. Um, oh, I forgot. They got money. She pays. She take care of shit. You don't know my pockets. You don't know my pockets. Quick question. <laughs> so um, I have this uh, music documentary that I've been working on for seven years now. We're finally in post and stuff on it. <clears throat> and the producers called me the other day asking me some questions about distro. Hmm. And their lawyer asked her do we know how much we think the money how much we think the budget is worth for the movie now and i said i had this answer like two years ago mm-hmm. things have shifted, shifted. right, right <laughs> you know right. what i mean so i said i don't know and i haven't seen we haven't finished the movie yet, so i don't even know mm-hmm. like you know you could tell when it's right. great yeah right. yeah right now it's in so many pieces i'm like i don't know if it's great yet right, right. so i can't right. say oh because there's a an answer for the great and there's an answer for it pretty good yeah right. so mm-hmm. i'm like uh so because then you can get different attention. they were asked because our, our the film is a surf film it's a it's about a group from like back in the 60s who comes back 50 years later to make this new album it's called right. Full Circle, the story of the new dimension. It's about this band, like, they were, like, 12 to 14 years old when okay. they were, like, the early 60s. They opened for Jan and Dean and the Beach Boys and all okay. these groups. And they made four albums, but never blew up, like, the rest of the people. Right. Mm-hmm. But when they stopped, they all became huge people themselves. <laughs> nice. One of them right. was Jimmy Greenspoon from Three Dog Night. Three Dog <laughs> you know what I mean? One of them is one of the big producers in town. So yada, yada, yada. So that is the success part of it all. Right. But they're all coming back now. And what's happened, once we started shooting, they started dying. Oh. Right? So, so because, you know, they're yeah. all right. almost, oh. almost 80. And so, um, um, where was I going with that? But so I've interviewed damn near any, the Beach Boys, like everybody. And so we have like the the people on the screen oh, wow. is ridiculous. Oh wow! You know? the interviews but also. Uh-huh. remember, I was telling you about turnaround. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turnaround is taking long because I'm dealing with a smaller company who doesn't have the resources I have, uh-huh. and I can't keep using my resources for, uh-huh. for pennies. Yeah. Right, right, right. So right. we're on their dime and on their time. So it's just taking forever. So of course, every year we risk losing one of the guys in the band. 
because they're older. You know right. what I mean? So it's been, it's been shit. But um, yeah, we're getting close. <sighs> okay. I finally found an editor who's good enough, I think. I actually had to bring in another writer mm. to help me because I just don't have the time for it. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. she's been working on the script and I've been just giving her notes. But you guys like, are close though. Yeah, yeah. We talk, we talk, yeah. like we talked yesterday. You know what I mm. mean? So we're constantly in that realm and, you know, because her, her, she's a good writer, but she doesn't fully understand the structure of a feature film. I got it. So I keep having to rein her back or go, wait mm. a minute, you know, <laughs> we need more build up to when yeah. this right, person right. dies so right. that people feel, feel you know it. what I mean? Right. It's got to yeah. have rise and fall. It's mm-hmm, got to, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? And mm-hmm. So I was just curious about the whole distro of it all. You, you know, the thing, even now, I'm mean, even with our, um, the Kumo D thing. Now we, we're going to do a documentary. Are you going to do a documentary? Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're trying to get him out here. Because we're, we're, we're mixing his stories with, with animation. Yeah. Oh, with, yeah. with the whole LL Cool J yeah, battle man, and Will cool. Smith and, and then with live action. I'm actually going to live here. This is some HBO shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's yeah. why we kept it quiet. Actually, yeah. it's the first time we ever talked about it personally. Because okay. we didn't want, so a lot of his music came back, but we didn't want the... His music to right. shoot right. up when we trying to I go for it. Uh-huh. So, you know. <laughs> but um yes. I I believe right now with everything that's going on with the strike, everything that's going on with features, whatever, I think the market for for documentaries is about to go even, even more in demand. It's gonna oh, go okay. up even higher. So I think it's a I think it's a great time. Like we have an AI movie that we've been trying to get done for two, three years because it's been a special effects post for two right, years. Right. But if <clears> we came out Couple years ago, it wouldn't have had the same it, significance. It, now mm. that's the hot topic. Time we just happen to already have yeah. a feature done about it. Yeah. We have special effects. Done. Most people we talk to are like, "What's your next thing? I'm going to write this thing about an AI." Exactly. And we're Everybody, like, we're like, "Let's hurry and get it I out mean, of pose. Just, get yeah, it out of pose." Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, I, just, I just think as an indie, whether you're a writer, producer, whatever, you always got to understand what the market is doing. Mm-hmm. Then that that informs you on how you should move, if yeah. you should spend, how much you should spend. It doesn't mean to follow what's going on right. though. It, inf- it, it, inf- it but, informs but it, you with the spin, but it, but it can help you. Sorry, it's to like pick but it can help you to take something you've been doing, and and, and, and now is the time, time to, to bring it up, uh-huh. mm-hmm. as opposed to AI is hot. Let's write an AI right, project. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah. You guys are already in it. It, it just yeah. happened happen to have it. Yeah. We didn't know, but now it's that. But but yeah, just understanding the business. This business right. is crazy. Because yeah, that yeah. Megan did good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love that movie. Mm-hmm. We love that movie. And I know that you mentioned in Docs. I definitely think. I mean, this is. I don't. I actually directed that one too. So yeah. Which one? The, uh, the, one, the one you did. You did yeah. the. You did the. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you stuffed into your director hat. There you go. It was by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is it's <clears throat> definitely the time though, because you know when when the world opens back up and, and look, this is our whole world out here. Right. When the yeah, world opens yeah, back up. Yeah, about to be out here writing. Why does do this downtime? You can't you can't sell nothing, but you can be stockpiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, thank y'all, man. I appreciate you guys coming through. Man, Lynette, thank Corey, you. Good, yeah, good, good <laughs> to see you. you in here. Welcome to the projects and stuff, you know. To the projects. <laughs> Hardly. Man. We on the lot. <laughs> Welcome to the projects. <laughs> you didn't say the Crips and Bloods down there? You didn't see them? Uh, nah, nah, I missed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a good lot. Uh, no, he, I remember when it was the bad lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good lot. Yeah, stupid. Where you at, Lynette? Where can people follow you? Stuff like that. Follow me on Instagram. It's Lynette with a L A L A N E T T underscore Tashell. T A C H E L. And then uh, Instagram, Corey G into you, C O R E Y, Corey G into you. So letter N, number two, letter U, Corey G into you. And then for what we're up to, newbreedentertainment.org, Angie's Cure.com. I think all the sites are kind of connected, so you'll find yeah. us. Yeah. 
<laughs> they are. I looked at it last night. So, yeah. A lot, a lot of good stuff on there, too, mm. man. Mm. He got a big big movie. Didn't even send it to me. Whole big movie. <laughs> 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 He's still he's not going to let you off the Sequel. People don't know this, Corey. I mean, people who listen to the show know horror is actually my favorite genre. I just don't always get a chance to write it. Uh, we, need to talk to, I mean? we need to talk yeah. to you right after this. But I would write horror in my fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. The problem is, here's what I don't like. I hate paranormal stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Paranormal like what? Like Insidious and shit. Oh. I love Insidious. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't mean I hate the movie. You, to write it. It freaks me out. Oh, oh good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't like that oh, shit. that's so good. Give me zombies. Give me vampires. Give me werewolves. Give me, like, big fish. Give me, yo, give me practical shit. Well, I guess we, look, we could talk offline about the horror we're working on now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, got a, I, got a, I got a dope-ass, like, $2 million one that would be huge, I think. It's kind of like, did you ever see the movie Feast? Uh-uh. I didn't you should check that. out Feast. You would like Feast. Feast, it's, it's, okay. um, Feast is by the guy who won, if I recall, the first Project Greenlight. Oh. How many are there on right now? I've seen, I seen all of them. Okay. The first one. The one, the one by the Cleveland. He did the movie about Cleveland in the first Maybe Project it's the right? second one. But whatever it is, he, the, whoever it is, the guy who won. Okay. As a matter of fact, the movie he did was, was Feast. That was the movie saw, on Greenlight. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. But it was it was about it was yeah. about like a, a like a bunch of people get trapped in like a, a like a weird place and they this monster comes in and tries to kill them and they all battle each other trying to survive throughout the night. It's a similar uh, thing I to mean, that, but my mine is I changed the characters around uh-huh. so it feels a lot different. The yeah. monster's completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It turns out there's more than one of them. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sure. okay. Like that type of thing. It's called mutilated. You know, so you, got, you got my interest already. Yeah, that's stuff. quick little ninety page. You know, fast. You, you already wrote it. Oh, I wrote that years oh, ago. Yeah, I keep yeah, getting close on it too. Like, hey, here you got a vault like Prince. I told okay. you, I got. <laughs> right. Oh, but I never get a chance to, to to do that stuff. You know, but I would love. That was something I was going to direct. Mm. I remember I had used to have an office at NBC Universal, and I had Lena over, and we were talking about. I was literally about to go produce this, direct this project. And we were trying to raise the two million, you mm-hmm. know, like that. I was close. I had mm-hmm. five hundred sitting yeah. there, mm-hmm. like this, and mm-hmm. I hate that part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. create. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like us. And mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. that all fell through. You know whatever, but you know, so it's just just sitting, been sitting. We, we got to talk here. Yeah. You, man. Contain seven people. They get one gets picked off every ten minutes. Bop, 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 oh, bop, nice. Bop, bop. I mean, that's, I mean, just not just to close, but now we're starting to move more into the studios after this thing we got means with people that want to move us into that other space awesome. up top so we ain't got to worry about right. the financing and that's all good. that type of stuff which that's we good. love to be we just worry about being creative I love it and then understanding the business of course but we know our business but you know but yeah. and I'm, here, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you guys too mm-hmm. you know if you ever be like hey we're going through this thing Oh, oh holler the brother. Don't yeah. tell me twice. Yeah. I'm serious. Because I you I'm got here the wealth seven of days a week. <laughs> seven days a week I'm in this office. Y'all can come through, pop a hell, man, I'm in town. Where you at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. soaking up Carl. Like me and Carl, we always do our debrief like once every other month. He holler we, at me. We've been friends for years, so I am always trying to scope up. I'll and scoop it's, and it's, the game. It's so funny when you, when we think about studio because there's different levels to it. When we hear different shows or things on TV, they're like, I mean, it's a super almost impossible budget. All we can do is three mil. <laughs> <laughs> three, three million. Like, that's, that's it. We're like, oh, give yeah. it to us. <laughs> give us the three. <laughs> <We're> like, what? <laughs> so hard. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. Appreciate you, Corey, Lynette. Oh man, <clears throat> thank you for having us. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, by the way. Um, at Hilliard Guest, you guys can follow the show. Screenwriters. Um, rantroom at gmail uh, gmail.com. If you have any questions, please go on iTunes. 
Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you guys listen to. We're all over the world. You guys can uh, please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, ScreenwritersRR.com. We got T-shirts on there. We got a Patreon page, all that shit. So please, you know, support the show because this is all game for you for free. 459 freaking episodes. About to jump 460 on Monday. So, uh, yeah, yes, for sure. Um, Thank you all again. Jonah and me for 2023. (laughs) <laughs> don't ask me why we say it it just came out of the blue <laughs> um, <laughs> we used to keep it real and fucking what's his name started saying keep it real we're like what keep the fuck real. we've been doing it for years right. <laughs> anyway so uh y'all know how we do it on the rant room on the show we keep it real we keep it opinionated we keep it what everybody 2023 peace y'all gonna say what i feel and i promise to keep it real welcome to the rant room Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest Never have to guess When you're listening to Hillier He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room